deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. A lock door it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world is opened up as has the Griffin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Twilight Zone. Oh, the Twilight Zone. Are we allowed Zone. to? Are we? Has any has anyone ever has anyone ever come up? Those are two words that sound great together. Yeah, that's really good. Twilight to invent that. You know, that's a that's a nice time of 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 night. You uh-huh. know, it's very inspiring. Lots of poets and artists have been inspired by uh, 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 that particular uh, hour, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, and then zone. Every who doesn't love being in a zone? We gotta be in our zone. Uh, for this in the twilight i have a new one actually you know how like the joke is like haha the vampires they like sparkle in the sun how about twilight sparkle twilight's ooh twilight spark twilight zone twilight sparkle these are good these are also words no one's put together before (laughs) no one no one's no one's got any uh claim to these i think we're this is heat Mm -hmm. we're (laughs) we're workshopping live we should we should hold on to the, these. These are these are good ideas. We don't want them, you know, get out there. Yeah. Uh, wait. Hold the phone. Okay. No, I'm I'm googling this now. Twilight Sparkle is in fact a real horse. Is in fact um, a horse. Is in fact a horse. And the Twilight Zone. That uh, without well, that one, nothing. Nothing's coming up. For that <laughs> well, actually, we'll go so. with that then. <laughs> it's just that easy. It's just that. Podcasting easy. is so easy. It's so easy. This is The Shrieking Shack. It is a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I'm your host, Cece. And I'm Liz. And Liz, um, we have a lot of uh, vampire discussion to get to. We do. I'm not talking, though, about the novel we are reading. Mm. I am talking about Morbius, the living vampire. Absolutely. I don't know what that is. Morbius, the living van. Oh, are yes, you unaware I do. of God Morbius? Damn it. Yes, the I film, am. The film. I am, yeah. <laughs> okay. I forgot he was I, uh... a vampire or something. <laughs> the living vampire, Morbius. What is a living vampire? I. So he's like a minor Spider Man villain. I remember him from the cartoon, but like that's about See, it. See, I've uh... got to not be the only person that doesn't know shit about this, right? No, I I think even for like comic book fans, Morbius is kind of like a huh, cut, right? Um, but but I but I I want to talk about Morbius a little bit, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, uh, because it did like pretty good at the box office, I guess, for its like opening opening day or whatever. Okay. <laughs> and I would like to uh, invite our listeners all all the energy we have. Uh-huh. This is a long shot, but if we I believe if we put our prayers up, if we if we put all of our collective energy together. Wands up everyone. Wands up, we can make uh Fantastic Beasts uh do less at, on its opening weekend than Morbius did. Ooh, that is a that's a good one to put our energy behind, I think. Now, is this a noble goal? Uh yes. no, I don't I well, <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, like I, you know, uh, I, I, j- j- I don't want. Uh, I, I'm not here to, uh, to, to make, uh, you know, 
Jared Leto and Sony more money. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> okay, I see. <laughs> but I'm not saying go see it. Well, hang on, uh, hang on. You're not hmm. saying you want it to do well. It just already has its money. We just want another right. movie to not make as much to money. To not do as well. I want Morbius. I want Morbius the Living Vampire to suck on the blood of the Fantastic Beasts. I want the beasts to be dead. What? Like a little rat. What is a living vampire? Uh... That is a really good question. I, 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 like I said, I know like nothing about Morbius. He like showed up a couple times in like the Spider-Man cartoon. I paid half attention to sometimes as a kid. Uh huh. Um. So like, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna let's guess. All right. Okay. Let, let's guess, and then I'll look it up. Uh huh. I'm going to guess that a living vampire is different from like perhaps an undead vampire, and he's got like double powers, maybe. I, you know, I, like I think he's a vampire who fucks. Like, yeah, he's he can fuck. He's got like emotions still. Maybe. Um, what is? Maybe he eats a food. Living vampire. He is the living vampire. Okay, what is his? <laughs> um, he is a brooding, gritty, tragically flawed protagonist. Okay, thank you, Wikipedia. He was imbued with pseudo-vampiric superhuman abilities. Uh, okay, so he's like a pseudo-vampire. So he's like half-vampire, mm -hmm. perhaps, is, is what I'm getting at here. Powers and abilities. So he has night vision and echolocation. He's, he is forced to ingest blood on a regular basis to sustain his life and vitality. Okay, he's I think with those version two. Of sunlight. I think with those two factors... That's a vampire. Mm. Okay, but here we go. Here's a difference. Here's a difference. I found one. Uh, his uh, So in the sunlight, uh, his powers are diminished, and he will stick to the shade if circumstances demand him to be active during the day. But uh, true vampires get incinerated by it. So he's like... Wait, know. wait, hang on. Um, yeah. So there are true vampires in the universe. Yes. And he's a yeah. pseudo-vampire because he doesn't get incinerated. Yeah, he has, like, I guess, like, half of their powers or, like, baby versions of their powers, maybe. Wow, cool. That is that is so cool. I love the uh, <laughs> the really good premise for, like, a superhero or a fantasy creature is that, like, uh, he, here's one of the less interesting ones of those guys. Yeah. The, the cool ones are out there somewhere. Um, but this guy, he's like kind of a vampire, I guess. Yeah, we have to learn about this stuff because we're vampire scholars now. That's that's right. Yeah, we need to we need to pour over all of the vampire texts and tomes. We should watch the Underworld movies. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah. We should. Uh, what's another good like vampire thing? Uh, I like I like George R. R. Martin's vampire book. Oh, I think I even it's bought that good. book and never got around to reading it. It's good. That's a good book. Uh, what else? Uh, there's uh, Vampire the Masquerade, obviously. Yeah, goated, for sure. Based. Awesome. Um, there's... Uh, hmm. There's Buffy. That's probably my Buffy. favorite vampire vampire thing. The, um, yeah. the favorite that also makes me the most mad that, that like a media property <laughs> can make me. <laughs> yeah. Um, there aren't any good, like... Are there any good, like, anime vampires? Uh, like, like, define good. 
I mean, like cool. I, I don't know, like like cool vampire. I, were the Black Butler guys vampires? I forget. No, I think they're like demons. They're just and demons. also okay, not very so cool. Not vampires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I guess there's Helsing, right? Oh yeah, Helsing's fucking cool. Yeah. He's like a vampire hunter, though. No, he is the vampire. Al- Alucard is the vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, I, I'm thinking of Vampire Hunter D, which is also awesome. Right. But Helsing has okay. the vampire cat girl. Is yes. she a cat girl? I don't know. And a Nazi, I think, maybe. Sometimes. Only, only in oh. one version. <laughs> <laughs> oh, vampires. They're cool. And, and hopefully they can defeat Fantastic Beasts at the box office. It might not be too difficult. I am being very careful here. Because the thing is, um, we live in a nightmare world where anything is possible and nothing makes sense. Right. Um. But the uh, the 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 wizards whose job it is to like you know analyze the numbers and and predict uh, you know you know how how a movie's gonna do mm-hmm. um, their their prognosis on uh, Fantastic Beasts not looking so good um, it is it is projected to come in lower than the last movie did which already came in quite a bit lower than the first film. Um, the premiere for Fantastic Beasts happened recently, and like, there's some influencer buzz out there that's like, "Hey, uh, like we we saw the movie, it's okay." Which, if the influencers who are paid to go there early and and see it are, can only really muster like, well, <laughs> it's better than the last one, I guess. I I feel like this might not have the best word word of mouth. Yeah, uh, I, I think that all of the ones that I saw were all like. <laughs> Extremely backhanded. Yeah. Right? Because it, it was, was also just like, wow, Mads Vickelson is a lot better than Johnny Depp, huh? Yeah, yeah. It was like that. Or like, uh, uh, you can tell that Steve Cloves really tightened the screenplay up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a real movie. Yeah. It's like the action uh, scenes worked well with the story. Yeah, there was the um, there was the person who saw it, who posted on Reddit, who was giving impressions. Uh, and their their big compliment was the, uh, the action scenes really... Uh, uh, makes sense for the story, and it's like, okay, we g- great, we have like we cleared a <laughs> the bar, bare minim- we the bare minimum for a for an action movie. We have stepped over <laughs> the bar <laughs> easily. <laughs> Thank you, Steve Cloves. Yeah, yeah, Morbius, the Living Vampire. If that could, if that could perhaps dethrone, it's just too bad. It's too bad that like like Fantastic Beasts got delayed so many times. Because what I really wanted to happen was for Venom to just wipe the floor. Right. With, uh, like, if, if something is as awesome and stupid as Venom could have uh, uh, <laughs> defeated <laughs> Fantastic Beast, that would have rocked. Right. But, Absolutely. But we'll have to make do with the stand-in of Morbius, who, you know, he's the living vampire. He, he can't go outside, I guess. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll get a rash, but... You have to admit he's the living vampire. <laughs> you gotta admit Morbius <laughs> is the living vampire. You gotta hand it to him on that one. It is Jared Leto, uh, right? It is Jared Leto, so which is... is uh, do, do they let any of, like, his songs be in his movies? Because that's what oh, I... Like, fuck. if they... If it was all... Like, the whole soundtrack was, was his songs, that would be something. If they uh, uh, would just, like, put... They could just put the "This Is War" AMV in the movie, right? The potential of that, yeah, is, potent. is something, right? Really potent, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, speaking of canceled actors, mm. uh, 
<laughs> Fantastic Beasts has kind of, uh, uh, you know, as the closer we're getting to release here, the more um, the more stuff is happening. That's <laughs> that so is, weird. It's very very interesting. Um, Ezra Miller uh, was arrested in Honolulu, I guess. Uh, like right before the premiere happened, uh-huh. so they were like harassing and stalking someone in, in a bar, and like I guess like came into their hotel bedroom and was screaming at them. Huh. Good stuff. Great stuff. Um, uh, but uh, this was happening while the premiere was happening, <laughs> uh, where um, J.K. Rowling was in attendance at the premiere for yeah. the film. Um. Not that you would know <laughs> unless you scrolled really far down on the official Wizarding World website. Mm-hmm. I was curious about this because 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 the, the premiere came out, there were lots of funny photos of like Mads uh, and and Jude looking very very swaggy. Yeah. Um, at the premiere, uh, but we also found some photos of J.K. Rowling there, um, <clears throat> dressed like a super villain. Oh, for sure. Way. Like, like fully embracing this bit now, which is interesting. Um, uh, but like, like, so there, there were tons of like paparazzi websites that had these. Um, but the official Harry Potter website, it's really interesting. If you go to their premiere coverage, it, uh, it's like, here's your, your roundup of the action at the Fantastic Beast premiere. So we have huge picture of Jude Law. Um, and Eddie Redmayne and some like really long block quotes uh, from them about like how much they love the movie, how much they love their castmates, etc. Um, then once you're past the stars, you sort of get like the the like supporting cast mm-hmm. in like smaller pictures. So we've got uh, uh, Queenie's actress. Uh, we've got Dan Fogler. Uh, we got some some. Uh, oh, we got that. We got the producer. We've got Dan Dan David Heyman here. Scrolling down, scrolling down, and then J.K. Rowling is like halfway through the article, and it's just one picture of her signing something. Uh, and there's just one sentence caption, creator of both Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts and screenwriter for the latter, J.K. Rowling was in attendance and happy to meet the fans. Nothing else. No interview, no big description of, so they're, they're keeping her. No, I think that there was an interview on location, but she arrived early or something. Oh, really? So nobody saw it. Um, oh, but the wow. question and answers do exist. They're very boring. They're just like really, really softball. Like, what did it mean to work on Fantastic Beasts? Um, but someone mm-hmm. on the Fantastic Beasts subreddit pointed out that it's the first time that she's talked publicly about Fantastic Beasts in like two years. Wow. And it was all early. Um, huh. So people weren't there to see it. That's like most people weren't very interesting so mm-hmm. they they like know right they're i mean like this is I, I mean like you look at her behavior on twitter like surprise 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 she was she was on her bullshit again this week um i don't really want to get into the specifics of it i'm sure everyone knows what it is and is tired of hearing about it blah 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 but like you know she was doing it again um and previously when this has happened she's done that and like disappeared and it's been like okay someone told her to stop or took her phone away or yelled at her or whatever now it's happening so frequently and it's happening so close to the movie i think that wb has basically just given up with this right like because ultimately 
it doesn't matter to them. They don't care. Well, they're about to find out if it matters to them, right? Right. I guess that's that's really the answer, right? Is is it's like it, it? You know, the movie is coming out. The controversy is nearly endlessly flowing at this point. The only thing that is going to move the needle one way or the other is money. How is this movie going to do? Um, and I guess we'll see uh, how um, how how things change moving forward, if at all. But it's like I, the energy the energy is just the vibe is off, right? Like the like they're just letting her loose, uh, and yep. and, and every, everything is uh, <laughs> everything's all all fucked and nasty over there at WB. And it, 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 there's a grimy slimy feel to all of this that uh that i that i i I can't help but but feel is them just throwing their hands up and going like well movie's almost out let's see how it does i guess yeah i mean i'm still holding out hope maybe that's foolish um but the the fan like enthusiasm seems like severely non-existent um so maybe maybe morbius the living vampire will reign supreme I hope so. Um, I think the the most telling uh, thing that I saw from the influencer responses is, um, and I won't give them the satisfaction of 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 uh, citing their name here, but there's a there's a famous like comic book movie et cetera influencer who is famous for like kind of flirting with like the like uh, I guess like culture war people right like mm-hmm. like that that's kind of their whole deal sure um and they posted this thing about how like oh this is the best wizarding world movie ever um because it has uh great lgbt representation in uh jude law and and mads's performances uh they don't kiss and they don't talk about their romance or anything but you can tell right and uh i think that i think that like that might be maybe like the one axis of uh of of discussion this movie will get at all is like if 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 culture war dorks like latch onto it and go like see this proves she's good or or whatever right but like that's a that's a that's a that's a small that's a boring yeah. one even for them yeah yeah it's uh it's 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 rough but 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 yeah that was like the most positive thing that i saw and it's like okay but this person loves just throwing red meat about any movie, right? To, yeah, to, for sure. To the, the alt-right crowd, so. <sighs> you never know. Uh, like I said, we live in a nightmare world where anything is possible, so I will never, I will not make any declarations one way or the other, but I, it would make me very happy if uh, uh, this is the summer of Morbius. Um, yeah, so go Fantastic see Beasts. Morbius, the living vampire, <laughs> well, in theaters well. now. <laughs> well. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. We've got to talk about way cooler vampires today. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, we read a second a second chapter of Twilight this week. Chapter um, two, open book. Open Both book. Of I have us. written a summary uh, 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 that I hope will live up to the standard of your excellent Harry Potter summaries. I think. Can, uh, can I just jump in real quick, and we'll do we'll do a quick last week um, on Twilight. Uh, so far, yes. we have been in a school cafeteria. Yep. And we've been in biology class, so I can't wait to find <laughs> out what we're going to do this week. Well, you're in luck. Mm. 
Uh, Bella returns to school the next day and Edward is not there. After having a weird and nervous day, she returns home via the grocery store as she has offered to cook because her dad only knows how to make bacon and eggs. Uh, (laughs) Bella emails her mom, who has been anxious about not hearing from Bella as soon as possible. For the next few days, school is easy. Edward still isn't showing up and Bella wonders if he transferred away. However, on a day where everyone is going insane because of the snow, Edward appears in the lunch hall. Bella is terrified at first, especially when he sits next to her in biology. However, Edward is disarmingly polite and charming, very unlike his previous behavior, and the pair bond while they work as lab partners. Bella comments that his eyes look different than she remembers, and he brushes it off. On the way out of school, at the end of the day, Bella nearly crashes her car because she's busy checking out Edward and swears she can hear him laughing as she pulls away. I was not I was not prepared um to hear a summary of of the like thing that I didn't read. <laughs> that is ve- that is very interesting. I it's been too long since I've read Twilight that that was like a little bit of some surprising twists and turns for me. Yeah. Yeah, is he at school? Is he not at school? What happened? There's yeah. there's so much going on here. Yeah. Um now how should we do this? We're kind of workshopping uh right now. Do you want to hear my summary now and we can kind of go scene by scene? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, let's give that a shot. All least. right, all right. We're 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 experimenting here. Um, yeah. I also read chapter two, open book, um, from Midnight Sun from Edward's perspective. Um, Edward, <laughs> Edward has run away to Alaska. Um, he is hanging out in the snow, brooding about Bella and how this, this perplexing human girl has ruined his entire life. Um... And now he has to have run away when he is approached by another vampire named Tanya, who I think is like part of the coven of vampires that lives in Alaska. Um, And she's in love with him, but he has been uh, turning her down over and over again across the many years that they have known each other. Um, They have a conversation where um, Edward is like, what do I do? Uh, I can't go back, all this stuff. And she reminds him of his good qualities, which are that that he always faces challenges head on. So we have paragraph break. He's back in the school cafeteria um, (laughs) where he, for some reason, has to like mentally recount everything from the first chapter that had happened um, (laughs) and, and how he felt about it. Again, even though last chapter we had his entire inner monologue about everything that happened. Um, It's snowing outside um, and the vampire family, um, the Cullens in the cafeteria are having like a stealth snowball fight because they can throw the snowballs so fast that nobody can see them. Uh, Although at one point a snowball is thrown so hard at the wall that it cracks uh, the brick and everyone's like, what was that? Um, Edward is having some sort of internal uh, conflict. He's he's very bothered that he has this like protective instinct toward Bella that keeps like popping up whenever he hears that that jackass Mike Newton um, like wanting to hang out with her or whatever. Um, Edward goes to class. Uh, it's biology class again. Um, Alice sort of hypes him up and he's like, don't worry, don't worry, man. I can see the future and you probably won't kill her. Um, they go to biology class um, and they have a conversation about um, Bella's background a little bit. 
um, the eyeball thing. You're like, oh, your eyes are different. And Edward's like, damn it all, I've screwed up again. Um, he's mostly just confused by their conversation um, and has decided that she is the, the truly selfless human um, that has ever existed. Um, as class winds down, he tries to give her a smile with teeth so that she'll be scared of him again. Uh, but she maybe isn't looking. Um, afterward, he meets up with Emmett, his older older brother, um, and he's like, just kill her already, like, get it over with. And and so he has to go listen to a, a CD in the car to calm down. Um, he, he kind of stalks around in the parking lot, and he's like, I know... I know I shouldn't, but I'm going to watch her leave the school. Um, and he he watches her almost hit uh, someone <laughs> with her car. Uh, and that's the end of the chapter. Incredible. We're getting so much layered depth here for these two incredibly complex characters of Bella and Edward. We know everything <laughs> is the thing. We <laughs> have a full, a full internal view of yeah. what is going on between... And all the chemistry between these two characters. <laughs> uh, similar to last week, I guess, and this will probably end up being a running theme throughout this book. Um, I I loved Bella's internal monologue for most of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I really especially enjoyed all the stuff about her and her dad and like her family life and like how she views uh, Charlie and everything. I thought that was really really fun um uh uh and and engaging like character who is kind of forced through circumstance to like act older than they are you know Mm -hmm. um uh all all the stuff about how her her dad can't cook and and she's gonna do it and there's a there's a really good uh her most noir line this this chapter um is uh uh charlie comes home and uh you know he's the sheriff so he like hangs his gun up uh and she she comments you know uh, when when i used to come come visit as a child uh he would make sure to take all the bullets out before before he did that i guess uh uh now he knows that i'm uh, too old to accidentally shoot myself and not depressed enough to shoot myself on purpose that's a crazy thing to think. Which is a crazy thing to think, but it's so good. It, it's it, it, like very characterful. Yeah, uh, that's a banger. It's a it's a really really fun line. Um, so I, I I really enjoyed all of that stuff. Uh, it, it it it's that stuff though that is making the school part of the story weirder <laughs> and weirder as it goes along. Okay. Um. Because the character Bella is internally is not the character Bella is externally. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that is a recipe for like potentially interesting, you know, like like the idea of a character who like in, in you know in their head acts like a cool detective, you know, cynical film noir person, but like, you know, when they when they are faced with actually talking to people, they're like really nervous and shy and you know, like that's that's cool. That's great. Um, I don't know how on purpose it is, though, the more I read it, right? Like, like mm-hmm. it, it's becoming increasingly strange how different internal Bella and, like, action Bella are. Right, um, right. And the way everyone talks about her to her is also very strange. Um, it's so almost I'm like s- a cartoon gag, right? Like, it's like, yeah. a, a, like a villain, like, having their villain monologue internally. I can, I can see it, and then, like, 
you know, when they talk, it's like a joke because they're just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> do you remember the, uh, did you ever read Calvin and Hobbes as a kid? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, there there were those like Sunday strips of Calvin and Hobbes where he would like imagine himself as like a detective or an action hero. Or, right. Like, uh, and then, it, you know, the last panel would be like the normal art style of him and Susie like yelling at each other because they're eight year olds or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, that, that that like if it was on purpose it would be great uh, but i but the the longer this gets strung out the more i feel like it's it's maybe more like this is a learned affectation uh like writing style thing that is not being employed on purpose you know like like this is the way someone who read a lot of detective novels might write thinking that's just how novels are written, maybe, you know, like, it, I, it, like, it's especially noticeable when, like, whenever Bella has to, like, physically describe a person or a place, uh-huh. it's, like, very writing class, like, their hair was like this, and their eyes are like this, and their shirt was this color, and this material, and their pants were, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's very, like, description exercise in a lot of places, and so the more I read it, the more I'm like, hmm, is this... Is this on purpose? I can only assume it is not at all on purpose, right? It's a Mm -hmm. weird aesthetic. It feels like an aesthetic sensibility. Yeah. But I don't don't think (laughs) it is. Because sometimes it feels that way. Like, it feels deliberate. Because, obviously, she wrote Midnight Sun 2. I think I would characterize Edward's internal monologue as, like, completely different than Bella's in a weird way. Um he is just like constantly confused sort of um but also like he know he he is very holier than thou cuz i think it's supposed to impart some sort of like wisdom or mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm older and better than everyone i'm around but he but he ends up just coming off as uh, a confused pain in the ass um so I, th- I think that it just is an accident. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, like every, like in her infernal monologue, Bella has like a worldview. Um, like there was another line that I highlighted that was very funny. That was, uh, you know, she's, she's looking at the, at the sexy vampires at lunch and mm-hmm. she goes, uh, it seemed excessive for them to have both looks and money. But as far as I could tell, life worked that way most of the time. And like again, very funny, pithy, you know, like 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 swipe, um, but like that is that is a that is not a seventeen-year-old girl talking, right? That's a that's that's a a thirty-something-year-old author talking, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess in some ways that's the way Edward is written too, but I, like it it reads completely differently than the teenager thinking that in a, a room full of high schoolers as much as it is like, yeah, a vampire would have um, some amount of disdain for, for high schoolers. Right. Yeah. 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 Like it's, it's yeah. Her, it, I think the thing that's tripping me up is cause it's like, I actually could totally see an actual teenage character thinking that way. Right. Um, but the way it's presented and, and like the totality of Bella's, uh, 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 um, narration is so all-encompassingly cynical and 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 dry that it's like i could 
very much believe that Bella is a hundred years old or a thousand years old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the world weariness is so all encompassing. <laughs> um, and, and knowing that like Edward is also, you know, Edward is like a, a, a billion years old or whatever. It's like, like knowing that other characters in this story are that, it just makes me wonder, like if I was reading this for the first time and only knew that twist, right? Uh-huh. I'd be like, Oh, the twist is going to be that Bella is also one of those, right? And she just doesn't mm. know it, and she's mm-hmm. you know she's also lived for hundreds and hundreds of years because she is so dry. Uh, and... That sounds like it rocks. Yeah, right. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like because it's like you know she does have like angsty teenage cynicism, but it's it's more outwardly directed rather than like inwardly directed, right? Right. Yeah. Um. Uh. And, and, and it's so it's so caustic and 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 also tied into like again like she you know she's commenting about like oh this is how the world works right and it's like you have you seen the world like you you you, you, you're in high school like whoa to be fair teenagers do think they know how the world works yes yeah i mean that's the thing it's it's such a delicate balancing act between like maybe this is on purpose and this is actually like genius portrayal of a cynical teenager or it's this feels much more like a cynical adult uh, like it's it's so hard to pinpoint exactly where what i'm enjoying ends and what i think is too much begins i guess right. if that makes sense like 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 the, the 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 needles going haywire and all this stuff i i'm really not sure what's what's purposeful what's not what's the author what's what's intentional character building um i am enjoying it i i think that she is a fun character to read um, at least until she like has to talk to someone else generally so far. Hmm. Um, has she done a lot of talking to other people? I guess uh, there's Jessica, right? This yes, Jessica is a bigger fixture in this chapter. She's talking to Jessica a lot about um, you know, she tries to play off like, oh, what was with that Edward guy? And like she talks to Mike a bunch. Um oh, and she kind of just doesn't get to express her character in the same way in dialogue as she does in monologue um is the dialogue uh, used as exposition entirely yeah that's a little that's a little flip-flop yeah feel ah is it is that a little backwards from what happens in midnight sun uh i guess a little bit only because really the well no, I guess it is the same because Bella is basically like expositing to Edward, right? Mm, mm-hmm. But Edward doesn't exposit to anyone else, right? Yeah, he exposits to the reader in his in his mind, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, she like Bella. Bella. Bella is a very internal character, and that provides some great moments of of like first person narrative, um, right? Like, like like potential character building stuff. But then when they talk, it's like. Who are the Cullens? Oh, the Cullens are the... Like, there's a conversation she has with her dad at dinner um, where she, like, brings up, like, oh, those Cullen guys are kind of weird, huh? Um, And he just goes on a very long (laughs) paragraph about how, like... They are cool. They are good. We are lucky to have them in this town. Uh, uh, he's an asset to the community. I had my doubts when they first moved in. I thought we might have some problems, but they're all very mature. Mature And, like, even Bella is like, that's the longest speech I've ever heard Charlie make. And it's like, yeah, it really sticks out as just, like, I've got a, 
really jam some forward momentum in this dialogue, right? Like this, this is the isometric RPG of our dreams, though. <laughs> that that's is what, true. That's what it oh sounds God, like, yeah. right? They just came to town, but they are an asset to the community. We didn't yeah. trust them at first. Uh, however, my journal. Car- <laughs> Carlisle is a doctor now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it is, it is, like, if this was a game and I was clicking someone and getting this wall of text, I'd be like, fuck, yes, it's just, like, in a novel, it's like, whoa, okay, yeah. you, can, you can dole this out a little uh, slower, you know, like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, um, now, I'm curious, um, mm-hmm. sort of the exposition that we get um, about why Bella move to forks um do you get that information for the first time in biology class or does she think it to herself or talk to charlie about it earlier than that no she tells uh edward for the first time huh okay yeah so that's interesting Yeah, yeah we learned it at the same time then yeah yeah no she 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 withholds that or she 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 uh 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 says that like she, she nothing in her monologue has suggested anything about that so far um other than that like she wanted to move and uh her mom asked her not to and and etc and she didn't want to think about it until edward asked basically oh so that's hmm. yeah that's something i guess um uh <laughs> this snow bit is really funny to me um <laughs> Was was this what snow was like at your school? Like, did people just lose their minds if it started snowing? I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, that's sort of a Pacific Northwest thing, yeah. right? Because it just doesn't snow very often. We don't get often. that much. We don't get that much snow uh, up here, I guess. It's like a once every few years thing. Yeah, I mean, that has sort of changed in recent years where it feels like there's like a snow event every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do remember growing up and it was, um, I mean, it was like... Maybe you'd have snow every other year or so, and and most of the time it wouldn't like accumulate. It wasn't like you got to go make a snowman um, every time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know how how they were insane because I was in Alaska um, with <laughs> Edward during this time. That's true. Okay, so every yeah everyone just loses their fucking mind. So so I gotta ask uh, about Alaska, mm-hmm. um, where there is also a lot of snow, I suppose. Um, uh, Bella is commenting that Edward looks like he's got like rosier skin. His eyes are different. He looks happier. Did he like munch on something uh, up in Alaska? Did he like get a, a a moose, a caribou, and suck it down? Like what? What? What happened there? Yes. Um. But oh, we perfect. didn't see it or anything. He oh. just he he just thinks to himself as we're in the cap. Like he's like, okay, I'm ready to see Bella again. I'm ready to smell her again because I gorged myself before I came here. Um. I so I think he hunted some some deer or or something to that effect. Although he doesn't say like <laughs> what or how it went. We just know that he <laughs> indulged. Did you know that in Alaska they've got their own Big Mac? What? They have a special Big Mac just for Alaskans in Alaska. What uh, is it? It's called the Denali Mac after Mount oh. Denali. 
That's uh, where he was. Oh, he was in Denali? That's probably what he had. He had some Denali Big Macs. He, he had a, Edward had a Denali Mac. Oh, my God. That's probably why he, because, yeah, it looks really good. It's like, because you know how, like, Big Macs are made with, like, the tiny patties, right? Like, the normal yeah, hamburger yeah. patties. The, the Denali Mac is, it is a Big Mac, but it's made with the quarter pounder patties. Oh. So it's like a big Big Mac. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, and they only get it there, and it's fucked. Um. Uh, okay, so Edward went to to Alaska and got the meat sweats from some Denali Max. <laughs> That's so good. So he was around Mount Denali, and he was like, "You know what I could go for is McDonald's." And what's what was this other vampire's name? Tanya. Anya was like, "I know just the thing." Uh, and she took him to McDonald's. Wow, that's why he's he's happy. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, you, you know, we have a special Big Mac here. <laughs> we have a special Big Mac here. But he's just he's just sitting in the car, smiling, going ba da ba ba ba. Like, like I really am loving it. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's fucking fun. driving hundred miles an hour in his Volvo, eating a Denali Mac. <laughs> oh, it's all coming together. <laughs> Oh, it's so fucked up that they get their own burger. I want to try that thing. Yeah, but, I mean, can't you just like it's like the Starbucks secret menu? I mean, they have quarter pounder patties. Yeah, at our I, McDonald's, and it's like, hey, can you do that? And then you could probably just like pay for two quarter pounders like the, or whatever. But the problem, but the problem is, is like the Big Mac has the like the middle bun, right? That should not be affected by the two quarter pounder patties. But it's a it's a special bun. It's like a it's what? like a it's yeah. Do, have you have you ever have you ever like like opened the Big Mac like like after yeah. the yeah. the middle the middle bun is like it's not a bo- top or a bottom. It's like its own. It's like a it's like a bottom on both sides bun. Right, right. But why would what does the Denali Mac have? It has a big one of those. Oh, it has its own big one of those. So you can't like you couldn't make it yourself, uh, because because it has a special bun that goes in the middle that we would like. You could put the I guess you could order two, like two quarter pound double quarter pounder or yeah, just get two quarter pounders and then like put the bottom bun like in between or something. That might like <laughs> this, this is the secret approx- menu approximate it, but like it's not it's not the same. It's you, you could go buy a bottom bun. <laughs> from the store and bring it to mcdonald's i you know i i don't think i don't think you're lying to me but this would be the greatest bit of all time if you were i was just making the denali making up up the denali no the denali mac is real (laughs) the the, the denali mac is very real and it torments me because i'm like damn that sounds really good interesting well because like yeah the Big Mac is to is like it's made with the baby burger things. It's, yeah, uh, you know, it's 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 too small. I, but I also I guess like two quarter pounders. That's kind of too much for me. So I guess I don't really need a Denali Mac, but I want to try it. You know, just you once. could just like make your own Denali Mac at home. I could just make like yeah. I mean, like I could make a better burger than I would get at McDonald's at home at any point, right? <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, but, but also like sometimes you just want to like drive somewhere and, and and get it and some chicken nuggets or something. I don't know. Sure, sure. That's maybe that's so that, that's why Edward was grumpy. Edward was grumpy in class because the other vampires were like, "Don't go to Alaska just to get a fucking McDonald's burger. Just cook one at home." And he's like, "No, I really want the Denali Mac." And then he went. He's happy. He was yeah. right. 
yeah, this is the true, like, everyone's like, oh, go to Forks and do, like, the Twilight tour and go to the, go to the convention, um, Twilight forever. But the real, like, Twilight pilgrimage is driving from Forks, Washington to Alaska and having Denali Mac. <laughs> Just like Edward. <laughs> the Denali Mac is now Shrieky Shack lore. With... You have to rent a Volvo. <laughs> you have to. But you're not a vampire, so please drive the speed limit. <laughs> it's like the Fortnite burger. We gotta make an image. It's like, let's all go to McDonald's in Forks, Washington and ask for the Denali Mac. Their face look on their faces will be awesome. Oh, that would be so cool if Forks had the Denali Mac. It was like the only other place. The only other place because he brought it back with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, fuck. It's like when guys on the Silk Road would, like, bring, you know, like, uh, mysterious, like, Chinese delicacies back to the king <laughs> in, in Spain or whatever and say, look, we have spices you've never seen before. That's Edward with a, <laughs> a Denali Mac. Like, well, look. he can drive so fast, maybe it'll be warm when he <laughs> oh gets back to oh Washington. Do, do, uh, vampires? So, so <laughs> we have not gotten to a vampire driving part in the book yet, but, like, right. just, just through inference... This this stuff about how like they can drive their cars really fast because they have um like the, you know the best reflexes ever, mm -hmm. they, like the vamp vampires could <laughs> like take over the entire planet economically if they uh, uh made their own like like DoorDash competitor. Oh yeah, like if the gig economy was all vampires like driving it like eight hundred miles an hour. <laughs> delivering stuff we'll bring it's you a over. hot denali mac anywhere in <laughs> if the you world board, yeah because there's like there you know there's that there's that um there's that service that's like and it's advertised on podcasts all the time um gold belly or whatever the fuck that's like you can order like fancy restaurant food from across the country uh and they like give you know they give you like a frozen steak or whatever they're done donezo if the vampires <laughs> ever like start their own uber eats or whatever because they you could just say like i want uh the steak from you know uh, ruth's chris or something in new york and they will just drive <laughs> it to you in five minutes right and uh, these vampires are so stupid they just keep going to high school over and over again <laughs> that's right right yeah edward if you're so bored of high school why if you, you like you, you know you like driving you like listening to your cds uh, I've got a great idea for you. It's this business idea. Fuck, what would they call it? What would the like the vampire DoorDash be like? Uh. fuck, suck. Yeah, like you can't call it suck anything because like that implies it's bad. You don't want that. Uh, no, you want it to be good. H how about um the <laughs> the Twilight Sparkle? <laughs> <laughs> This is the tw the Twilight Sparkle food delivery service, <laughs> and their their slogan is "Welcome to the Twilight Zone." <laughs> this is why they don't do this. They actually tried it, and they used those, and then they got sued. And they were like, yeah, "Okay, well, yeah. that idea is done. There's no better they, names than these." They didn't so. have any brand recognition. <laughs> I bet I bet driving really fast is like the power that Morbius, the living vampire, didn't get. <laughs> he can only like all the vampires are meeting up. They're doing like a car meet, you know. They're like under <laughs> under an overpass, and they're like doing cool like donut tricks and stuff, and and peeling out. But it's like mm -hmm. so fast you can't see anything. Right. Mor Morbius is just like doing a normal donut, 
and, and like, no one's paying attention because, <laughs> yeah, like what? Like that, uh, a human could do that. Right. We're doing vampire donuts over here. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, so Edward shows up in at lunch finally. Um, and Bella's like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Um, uh, Did and... Bella perceive the stealth vampire snowball fight that's no, happening? No, although she does comment that they are wet. Um, and she like goes like, oh, <laughs> they must have been having a snowball fight or something. These um, vampires are creepy and wet. <laughs> I, go to, I go to the receptionist. I ask if the vampires are creepy or wet. She doesn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so it, in fact what she says is uh they were all laughing edward jasper and emmett all had their hair entirely saturated with melting snow alice and rosalie were leaning away as emmett shook his dripping hair towards them they were enjoying the snowy day just like everyone else only they looked more like a scene from a movie than the rest of us oh because they're all beautiful, very handsome, handsome. Yeah, some beautiful vampires. Yeah. Um. So so no. So no, no super. Not even. I, I maybe I missed it, but I don't think there's even anything about a crack in the wall either, which I feel like is a cool. That could have been a cool like detailed that like gets revealed ten years later in a sequel. You know, like oh, that's what that was. That would be such like a Twilight level reveal too. That it's like, oh, you were wondering about this, the, the Chekhov's crack in the wall. Yeah. it was a secret <laughs> snowball fight. I wonder if that's like a movie detail that gets like, do they that that because that sounds like very much like a like a movie edition is that oh like the vampires have an insanely fast snowball fight and break something. I feel like I would have heard of it, right? Like everybody yeah. knows vampire baseball, right? Yeah, yeah. And that would be, like, a crazy thing to happen in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, no walls get broken um, mm -hmm. in, in this, as far as I know. Um, but then we get biology class, which I guess is, like, the meatiest scene for, for my chapter. Um, oh, for sure. Um, which is, uh, Bella is super smart, um, and she doesn't, you know, she, she, she knows this, this, this cell division shit, like the back of her hand. Why is she super smart? Is she just like, I am in the honors class. Uh, literally the, the, like the teacher comes over and is like, were you in AP in your old school? And she was like, yeah. Um, okay. Cause they're like the same, right? Cause Edward's super smart too, but it's yeah. cause he's been to high school a million times. <laughs> that is such an amazingly low bar too. Like. <laughs> Like, everyone's done that, right? They're like, well, if I could go back to high school yeah. with what I know now, and then, yeah. like, the answer here is so boring, it's like, yes, I would be able to uh, to identify the, the cell division slide so well. I'd be like, well, yeah, so let's... good at that lab. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, yeah, so, like, like Bella, Bella is just seems, so far, I'm getting a sense that, like, Bella is, like, good at everything. Um... But not in a like, uh, uh, like estranged nerd way either. Mm -hmm. Um, like, like, like she just is good at everything. Nobody really comments on it. Um, but she's, I mean, like in this chapter, I, I forgot to mention this. Uh, she keeps talking about Wuthering Heights in this. Um, what? Yeah, she's like she she. Uh, like like one of her papers is on Wuthering is going to be on Wuthering Heights. Uh, she's like reading it for fun at one point. 
she goes to the library and gets mad that the library like doesn't have as good a selection as she wants. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I guess I got to drive to Seattle if, and find a bookstore if I want to get some real shit. Um, but yeah, she's like, const- she's, she's, she's like constantly talking about how much she loves Wuthering Heights and, and how much she's reading it and uh, how easy it is for her to read like old, old literature. I love the regional stuff. Like, I guess I don't know for sure. I'm sure you could find a copy of Wuthering Heights without going to Seattle <laughs> from, from Forks. Yeah. I'm, po- I'm positive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, yeah. Like, sure, make a day trip to yeah. Seattle. That's fine. Yeah. But you don't have to. Yeah. I mean, and also, like, she has email. Like, like she's emailing her mom a bunch in this chapter. Mm-hmm. You could probably, like, I don't know, order order a copy of the book you want, too. Um, yeah. That, 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 that if, if you can't find it at the library, <laughs> there are ways. A vampire could deliver you a book really quickly. Oh, so fast. Oh, my God. That's, see, that's what they're, they're, like, she should have, like, complained to Edward, you know, in biology class, like, oh, I went to the library yesterday, and they didn't have uh, Pride and Prejudice, uh, <laughs> and I really want to read that. And he's like, oh, I can take you somewhere where they have that. And he gets, the you know, puts her in the Volvo, and they drive to Seattle in, like, two minutes. That's right. how they bond. And, you know, they share their first kiss, because she's like, oh, thank you so much for, for bringing me to the bookstore. Yeah, and he's Done. like, no problem. I've read Pride and Prejudice 50 times. <laughs> I could, like, do your essay on it if you want. Right. I could recite it in its entirety. <laughs> I've read every high school level liter- uh, high school assignment book uh, ever a hundred times because I am a thousand years old. <laughs> um, I will say I, I do think that Edward is fun in this in, in the biology class scene. Huh, lucky. <laughs> oh, no. Is he? I guess it's I, I mean, like, I guess this is going to be like the core thing with these two versions of the story right is it's like edward when he is the mysterious object of desire he is genuinely charming and as soon as you strip that away he becomes insane again right yeah i mean he's much more normaler here Mm -hmm. i would say it has it has cooled down a lot he's much more in the ooh, i want to suck your blood really bad territory <laughs> rather than the snap six necks per second territory. <laughs> Ooh, I suck my wife. <laughs> it's, I don't know. Like he's, he's ch- like, he, he's charming. He's, uh, he's funny. He's like helpful. He, you know, they have a little bit of banter where he's like, do you want me to do it? And she's like, no, I'm smart. And he's like, okay. And then he like sticks up for her when the, the teacher comes over and is like, I bet Edward did all of this because he's the smartest. And yeah, I don't know, like, a, like there, the, the, the when I read this version of it, I'm like, oh, I get why people liked Edward. You know, he mm-hmm. is uh, he is very flat character so far, and he is very much just like a like like dream guy. Uh, but like he's. I can see the parts of him that make him the dream guy here, right? Like I understand he, he's mm-hmm. he's handsome, he's mysterious, he's funny, uh, he's smart. And it's like that that all comes across, and like there's nothing, there's no like if I think too hard about it, I'm going like, well, also he's like a thousand years old and and pretending to be a teenager. That's kind of weird. Like that's there, but it's like semantics, really, right? It's like like the the, the point is that he's like Bella's dream guy. Um, yeah. If I was to learn more about him, 
uh, perhaps from the internal monologue in your chapter that you can go into, um, <laughs> I might uh, suddenly uh, lose all all understanding of why why he's popular. I mean, he's not actually that bad this time around. Um, last chapter was pretty rough, but I would say like he's um, not very charming in his own head. If okay. that makes sense. Yeah, like yeah. I, something about like, okay, you have this like mysterious guy who's like kind of charming and like dream guy. Right. And the thing that loses me is he literally is like, okay, time to turn on dream guy. Mode. Oh, oh um, yeah. So he sort of like does it on purpose, which is like kind of cool for like a vampire thing. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the, like, I have to fit in and talk to humans. So this is my like human mode, I guess. Um, but I don't know the co- the conversation that they have. He's just like very protective of her, like internally, and is like, "Oh, I guess because I'm curious about her, I won't kill her, um, and I don't want to uh, anymore, so I will like endure it." Um, but the whole time, he's like getting upset because he like messes up twice, and he thinks his first mess up is the eye thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like. Damn it, if I wasn't, like, if this girl didn't smell so good, I wouldn't have messed up, and I just would have told her that I was wearing contacts. <laughs> and he's so confused. It's like he he can't, like, <laughs> he doesn't understand what's happening in the conversation, yeah. which is very odd. That's too bad, because, like, I, it, it, this is a, a story that is stuck square in the mm-hmm. middle of several interesting ideas it could be doing right if he was just genuinely like underneath all of the the weird vampire stuff like you know if he was a monster who really just what did have a heart of gold and he really was genuinely charming and interesting if he tried right like that's mm-hmm. that works right like that, that i think that's a fun story if it's the opposite and it's like oh he is uh, uh a monster because he knows how to put the mask on right and and it's a little creepy like he's a little too perfect he's a little too um much of the dream guy the story is like oh he's he really is a monster deep down and and he's uh because you know that's that like those are kind of like the two directions vampire stories tend to go is is like i either there's a there's a real a real genuine person deep down in there or it's like i don't know it's dracula using he he's so good at navigating like the human aristocracy right cuz he knows all the tricks and he knows all the uh the social ins and outs and and whatnot and he can like you know leverage them to his advantage with his vampire powers right it's like that's huh. cool too and, and it's just a, like a cynical evil monster uh 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 clawing his way uh, no pun intended, like, you know, up the up the ladder. But Edward's just kind of in the middle where he just yeah. seems like I mean, he he's really bothered by the either. whole like I can't read her mind thing. And there's something like almost good that's happening here because mm-hmm. it's like the first person that um he has he can't read their mind, right? So he's just completely confused. He doesn't know how to carry on a conversation at all. Um, he feels like he has to like cover for himself mm-hmm. a little bit, and he's like slipping up and stuff. And then they go into the conversation where Bella's like, "Wow, you can read me, um, like an open book or whatever." And he's having this like incongruent, like, "No, you're the one person I can't read." Um, so that's cool. 
Um, but mostly, um, I think the yeah. effect yeah. of him, like, she, he is sort of similar to Bella. He has, like, a generally cynical about, like, everyone around him, um, I, I don't want to say worldview, but he just, like, is sort of, uh, like, disdainful, which makes sense for a vampire, right? But when it's him, when he's, when he's a vampire being a hundred years old mm-hmm. with a bunch of mm-hmm. teenagers, and he's like, ugh, look at these sheeple, he just ends up being, like, a Reddit atheist, like, that really is the vibe. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. I, I, he literally, like, last chapter he described <laughs> um, the, like, high school boys as sheep-like males. And in this chapter, he also described all the high schoolers as yeah, being sheep-like. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's my problem with him. Because in, like when he talks about that stuff, it is because Bella is the exception. But instead of that seeming romantic, and I see why it's romantic from like a base fantasy perspective from Bella's perspective from him. It's like, Oh, I hate everyone, but I, I deign to approve of you. You are perfect to me. Yeah. I mean like this, is, this is really fascinating because it's, it's almost like it is, accidentally a very interesting exploration of like what are the boundaries of this kind of fantasy right like like where where does this fantasy stop being interesting or or where does it become outright repulsive right because like the the idea of of like most of these like romantic fantasies daydreams you know whatever characters that are invented to fulfill like a, a a uh, a wish or desire on the part of the author or for an audience right it's like uh, uh th- this this one is like it, it, like it's an impossible thing right? uh-huh. it's like it's it's he's a vampire those don't exist right like i i'm imagining what it would be like to have a romance with a vampire right. um it's a it's a what if scenario and crucially all of those romances and and fantasies construct a very specific narrow version of this character where everything is perfect in a way mm-hmm. where oh, you yeah. don't ask yourself any of those questions you know even just like a, a t- typical like i don't know like a mm-hmm. really like a cheating fantasy or whatever right or it's like you know the two characters are like oh i know it's wrong but it feels so right you know it's like uh the most that they're going to engage with the the wrongness or or weirdness or 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 problematic uh elements of it Right, is just right. going to be that and moving on, you know, like that's that's the thrill of it. As soon as the vampire in this scenario has internal thoughts and feelings and like has a character built up around being a guy who snaps six necks per second and, and is a thousand years old and, and hates again? all teenagers and keeps going to high school over and over again. <laughs> Like that very narrow lane in which this fantasy is like appealing in the fantasy sense to people who like have a vague sense of enjoying this <laughs> imagined idea. Like it just swerves off the highway, right? Like it just, yeah. it's just like it, I, I mean, it I is. I mean, I was Team Edward when I read Twilight, right? I He is so completely unappealing yeah. in this. Just by like virtue of knowing his like thoughts and feelings. <laughs> Because there's no, there's no good, like, yeah. there's no possible yeah, it's, it's, it... answer that 
is appealing in the way no in uh, the tone of this fantasy right it's it's an impossible solution mm-hmm it's it's a it's a very interesting thing to look at when because like when, when I read this and I think about like how weird it feels, especially hearing your version of the chapter each time, it's like we're getting into like like so much hay is made over the concept of objectification mm-hmm. of characters, right? Um, where a lot of the times that can really suck because it, it's you know if it if it's taking place in like a uh, I don't know like a drama. Or, or a movie where that isn't really about wish fulfillment or whatever. It's like, oh, if this character feels objectified, that sucks because it's like, well, I, I wish this char- I wish I could engage with this character on a deeper level than just you know satisfying some nerds or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But when we're talking about romance, the character kind of needs to be objectified, like crucially, uh-huh. right? Because that's the fantasy. They are literally the object of desire. They are like the character has to be this perfect. Uh, um, safe outlet for this like imagined fantasy, right? And as soon as they're not that, it like it like becomes a nightmare scenario. Um, this is like the one. This is like the one space where like no, like you want the character to be objectified because the minute they're not, uh, and they become like a real character or like an an imagined real person or like a real scenario, it's like "Ah, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah, and and it really like from Edwards, it's like the the last chapter that i read was just like a nightmare right and this one he's just kind of uh-huh. annoying and unappealing um <laughs> I, i'm wondering if we can do right. something fun and like read a, a snippet of like their conversation but both of us I'm, yeah. I'm kind of looking at this part that starts with it's complicated where we get um bella's backstory yeah yes yeah i'm on that page right now so i'll, I'll do edwards um Okay. Uh, she says it's complicated. She blinked, leaving it at that, and I nearly imploded out of curiosity. In that second, it burned almost as hot as the thirst in my throat. Actually, I found that it was getting slightly easier to breathe. The agony was becoming a tiny bit more bearable through familiarity. I think I can keep up, I insisted. Perhaps common courtesy would compel her to answer my questions as long as I was impolite enough to ask them. She stared down silently at her hands. This made me impatient. I wanted to put my hand under her chin and tilt her head up so I could read her eyes. But of course, I could never touch her skin again. She looked up suddenly. It was a relief to be able to see the emotions in her eyes. She spoke in a rush, hurrying through her words. My mother got remarried. Ah, this was human enough, easy to understand. Sorrow flittered across her face, bringing the small pucker back between her eyebrows this is really funny i promise i'm not doing a bit here uh-huh shall i read bella's version please do it's complicated i think i can keep up he pressed <sighs> that's it no way <laughs> that's it yeah that's no it. way yeah. How many pages are you in at the end of this chapter? I'm dying uh, to know. Uh, let's see. Uh, 63. Okay. Because I'm at 66 out of 787. <laughs> like, that is such a wild... Like, that is such a wild... Di- like, this almost... Now that you've read that to me... Like... I I'm almost at the point already where I'm like I reject this as his internal monologue, right? Because <laughs> it's like, because because in my version, he's the smoothest operator here. Mm. You know, she says it's complicated, and he says I think I can keep up. You know, like 
yeah. swaggy, awesome, like charming, great. He's James Bond. He, you know, he is the fucking object of desire. He's the perfect guy. He's here to listen to you. And like, you know, like he's got some jokes, right? Like it's, it's uh, like, it's very, uh, 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 like, I don't know, disarming and, and like fun. And, and like, he's like, like a like a goofy he's kind of a goofy guy i mean like like he by the way the robert pattinson casting so perfect yeah like 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 i can't see anyone but robert pattinson uh reading this but like reading hearing your version again like maybe it's not quite as as outright uh uh like evil as like the snapping next thing but he does sound like disturbed there in a way that makes it suddenly much less romantic and fun right like uh, yeah i mean through this whole conversation he's like grab fully her. clenched yeah like 100 just like uh, having the worst time of his life yeah huh that is so funny yeah that 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 exchange was two lines in my book wow and then she does, you know, go on and then and 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 uh, explain what it is that happened, which is her her mom married like a minor league baseball player or whatever, which is oh, a, a very very funny backstory. Yeah, I love it. It's really good. Like it's a, it's a, it's a cute character moment, um, and it's funny that like that's the thing that was bothering her so much this whole time, um, but it works very well from Bella's perspective. Um, much 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 less interesting from edwards because like this moment that feels like a moment of genuine change from him here where he's like trying you know to like be engaged with her and make a friend and like be a good listener or or whatever um actually he was still like like imagining like grabbing and murdering her i don't know it's very weird it's very weird well, do I have something for you? Because this Hell is one yes. of the only this is one of the only times that he isn't um, being exceptionally weird in that way. Um, as soon as Bella tells him that um, that he plays baseball, this is what I get. Phil travels a lot. He plays ball for a living. The little smile grew more pronounced. This career choice amused her. I smiled too, without choosing the expression. I wasn't trying to make her feel at ease. Her smile just made me want to smile in response. To be in on the secret. Have I heard of him? I ran through the rosters of professional ball players in my head, wondering which Phil was hers. And then after he finds out that it's minor league, the rosters in my head shifted instantly, and I tabulated a list of possibilities in less than a second, at the same time I was imagining the new scenario. Oh my god. Okay. I okay. I've got to say. I've got to say as as bonkers as that is. Yeah. Uh Edward Cullen being a giant baseball nerd. Yep. That's kind of cute. Yeah. That's all it, right. This is like literally the the best that the chapter gets. That's it's fun. Being like time to go through all the baseball players I'm named gonna, Phil that I know. I'm going to impress her with my baseball stats knowledge. <laughs> like, oh, minor league, no problem. That's uh, that is good. I that is see that's the kind of thing I want from an Edward perspective book, right? <laughs> is, yeah. Is it can't again, he needs to be the object of desire. Um mm-hmm. And that is, I, I understand that is a challenging thing to write from first person. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it was just a book where he was like saying like, yeah, God, I'm, oh, fuck. Like, I got to impress with my baseball stats. And he's like, oh, I got to get a new 
catalytic converter for my Volvo. And then he like rattles off all this car knowledge. Like, that's fun. If we like learned like what he, he likes, you know, and like, it's all fun stuff that sort of like gives him more of a personality than you might expect from a vampire. It's like, okay, yeah, that's, I want to know what CDs he's listening to, to calm down. Oh, I know. Well, we got a violent CD this time. I don't know what that could be. That's not Muse. Ooh, he's listening to like Slipknot or something in there. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. See, like that's the kind of stuff I I I want to see from like a from like a uh like an Edward Lore perspective is like I don't I don't really care like what his um emotional makeup is if that makes any sense I just want to know yeah, like I I basically just want like like give me the give me the extra object of desire lore stuff like the more specific stuff you know like. Mm-hmm uh that yeah i don't know that's cute i i think that this like punted big time because it Mm. seems like you really have a pretty good setup for making bella the object of desire from edward's perspective and i don't think that stephanie meyer was comfortable writing that story right Um, yeah like really at the end of the day and i think that it sort of tries but the way it comes across is mostly just like vampire stuff which is fine but i don't think it can be the primary thing like i swear to god he's noticed like three times and she blushes but in such a way that he's like blood is in your cheeks and i want to drink your blood right oh i could slurp um, that up right quick out of that those. looks yeah. that looks real yeah. tasty and then it <laughs> and, and i think that there was just like a really easy one here like such a gimme because if she would like was just the object of desire and she's like the one a uh, person whose mind that he can't read, like that obviously ha- gives him a motivation to get close to her that really isn't like that unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Like if he's just like, I need to figure this out. Like why, Yeah. why is she so like, I don't know, vampire appealing to me, but why can't I read her mind? So I need, to, and, then, and then it's like they grow closer as they get yeah. together. And, and literally she is, gets to be the mysterious object of desire by virtue of him not being able to read her mind. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think that I, I just don't think that she was comfortable writing that story. So it yeah. just doesn't, it just doesn't work. It would be, and it would be like a fun sort of like two way inversion, right? Mm-hmm. If it was like, uh, Bella is, uh, like you know a cynical world weary uh, uh uh beyond her own years noirish like protagonist who edward because he can't read her mind sees her as like this meek you know shy blushing girl mm-hmm. right and, mm-hmm. and and then and then as they get closer they realize that they kind of both have like like he, he is perhaps softer inside than he looks externally as a vampire and and she is perhaps harder you know like like you know sterner on the inside than she appears and like that's a fun like way to do it right like like if they're sort of like opposites uh deep down like that's fun yeah, and they just want to go to Alaska and get a Denali Mac. <laughs> just want to go to Alaska and get an exclusive burger in his Volvo. Mm-hmm. I... Yeah, no, that's cute. And, like, the ways that his character is fun, it it literally is the baseball thing. And then the, like, sort of ways that he's just sort of bad at people, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, in like, and, and it's fun for a vampire, I guess. But, like, sometimes it's expressed really weirdly. Like, um, there's the part where... 
I guess I don't really know what's going on, but he, because he has like super vampire hearing, right? Mm-hmm. So he can't read her thoughts, but he did hear when she told Jessica that she was feeling sick and didn't want to eat. And his like response to that was like to not know if she meant like, oh, I'm just feeling sick and don't want to eat, like, no big deal. Or if she was, like, actually sick. Oh, like, I'm dying. Oh what's, oh, what's wrong? Is she dying? Does she have, like, some sort of pro- Like, And so, like, that is, like, sort of the dopey, like, yeah. oh, I'm a vampire and I don't really know how to human anymore. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's fun. Yeah, but yeah. But it's also weird because it's a little bit of a, like, a continuing of the, like, fetishization of, like, the pale, sickly girl yeah. thing that it's got going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I will say, uh, this chapter was was uh, markedly better for zero mentions of her being transparent. Uh, oh, mine it, had a translucent. Oh, no. Sorry. We're, we're, okay, we're on translucent <laughs> watch. Um, we're, unfortunately, we are two episodes in, and her skin is transparent and translucent. Oh, wow. <laughs> She's got to get that checked out. That's no good. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, so your chapter had something uh, uh, much different for, than mine, which was this other woman vampire. Um, Tanya. Anya. I want to I wanna hear a little bit about her. What's Anya's deal? I don't know. <laughs> she shows up. <laughs> she, Edward is like laying in the snow, munching on his Denali Mac. And she does a cannonball into the snow. That's cute. Um, okay. It's cute. And then and then she's like, it's a joke, Edward. And he's like, I know. It's a joke. Um, and he talks like, and so for this whole conversation that he has with her, where we don't really find anything out about her other than she's like in love with him, mm. but he's been like turning her down uh, over and over and over again. Um, and, she's, and that's like hurts her feelings. And she's like... She's a temptress, right? She's like had she's had all the men except for Edward, who like just keeps turning her down. Um, but he talks um, like Deathly Hallows Lupin in his conversation. Oh with her. fuck yes! Shall shall three become four? Yeah, it's very much like that. Um, we find out that she's Russian. Uh, and that's it. Other than that, he she's like, I know you always face problems head on, Edward. And he's like, you're right. I needed to hear that. And that's the end. Oh, okay. So she's not particularly interesting then. No, okay. No, mostly just like the like stancing up and then doing a cannonball in the snow. Mo- was, mostly uh, he's just like, the... ew, she's not a virgin, basically, is kind of the vibe I'm getting from this. <laughs> he, he's like, he says something like, I just haven't found what I wanted yet. Mm, okay. What I want okay. or so- something. It's So he's not complaining I mean, about like Instaho vampires or anything like that? Like No, I, okay. you kind of okay. get the impression that they like each other. Okay. Right. Or like our friends, yeah. but but not um not a whole lot going on. I'm trying to find an example <laughs> of the of the Lupin a conversation that I can only assume is like a like two old vampires talking to each other in the way that vampires are like supposed to talk to yeah, each other. Yeah, it's like when I talk something. to my English relatives, I get my English accent back. Uh, if two vampires talk to each other, they start getting really annoying. Like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, he's just like, she's, 
she comes at, we find out about some other vampires that I think are in the coven and like literally only by their names. Arena and Kate said, I should leave you alone. They think I'm annoying you. And he says, not at all. On the contrary, I'm the one who's being rude, abominably rude. I'm very sorry. Oh my God. So he's literally talking like a Wuthering Heights character. Like, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, he can he can zoom to Seattle so fast. Oh my god! It. If if Edward like just started talking like Mister Darcy or something in front of Bella, like she would propose on the spot. Is kind of the vibe I get. Like like she she loves nineteenth century English literature. Like she's she is all about that stuff. You're a thousand times lovelier than the stars, Tanya. Oh. Of course. You're already well aware of that. Don't let my stubbornness undermine your confidence. I chuckled <laughs> at the unlikeliness of that. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, I love Shakespeare Edward. That's Shakespeare so... Edward when he's hanging out with the other vampires. That's incredible. Oh, that's I'm see. Okay. Okay. Maybe we can salvage this boy. He's maybe yeah. maybe there is something there of value. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe something. He's yeah. got a he's got a big mountain to climb. Uh, yeah mount denali perhaps um but uh but yeah i don't know i yeah i i i I do find this fascinating i I think that this is a really like weird romance that like is is uh suffering from detail you know like like oh my god it is right like yeah like like the more (laughs) The more details we learn about Edward and the more weird little details uh, uh, we learn about, like, his life and, and, like, his character and stuff, it's, like, it makes him less appealing. Um, I, I have to say, too, I like, for the faults that it has from, like, the first person's perspective, you also don't need to write like this, right? Like, mm-hmm. you don't, it's not necessary that you write everyone's, like, your POV character's constant thoughts right just saying (laughs) it's not necessary i am curious what bella's thoughts were when she noticed um edward's eyes were different uh yeah let me find that she mostly is just like oh they're they're like a little different they're kind of a different color um why would i once again i feel like i've ranted about this multiple times on this podcast but i don't think people notice each other's eye color that much i do not notice eye colors at all i'm so bad it at it drives me nuts like i don't know your eye color <laughs> i could not tell you that's fine i could not tell you your eye color <laughs> i have to admit <laughs> like i i that, yeah i fully do not notice people's eye eye colors um I guess that's a romance classic, though, right? It, yeah, it is. I mean, like, I think the only time I ever notice it is, like, in a movie or game or something when they when they really want you to notice it, right? When, like, when, like a character has, like, insane blue eyes, right? And you're like, okay, I can see those. But, like, other than that, I just do not notice this at all. Yeah. Okay, so um, uh, she says, uh, this left me with nothing to do but try not to not look at him unsuccessfully. I glanced up, and he was staring at me, the same inexplicable look of frustration in his eyes. Suddenly, I identified that subtle difference in his face. Did you get contacts? I blurted out unthinkingly. He seemed puzzled by my unexpected question. No. Oh, I mumbled. I thought there was something different about your eyes. He shrugged and looked away. Huh. Alrighty. Yeah. And then she kind of goes on to describe, like, oh, I remember his scary black eyes from when he yelled at me. Uh, leaving the classroom 
Um, but now they're a different color, a strange ochre, darker than butterscotch, but with the same golden tone. Also, okay, nerd alert, 17-year-old high schooler using ochre to describe anything. <laughs> What are you talking about? She, she read <laughs> Wuthering Heights like five times. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So she notices and he just kind of shrugs, shrugs it off. And like, again, uh, like if, if, if we were to learn through dialogue that the character who is the object of desire was actually perturbed by that comment later, right? That would make sense reading him like what does he do in 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 your version is he like fuck 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 shit she noticed um, <laughs> uh she looks up at him um and and this is where we get some uh sort of like description of of like him observing her mm-hmm. um she's actually sort of pretty for a human in an unusual way better than being beautiful her face was unexpected not quite symmetrical her narrow chin out of balance with her wide cheekbones extreme in the coloring the contrast of her light skin and dark hair and then there were the eyes too big for her face brimming over with silent secrets um eyes that were suddenly boring into mine i stared back at her trying to guess even one of those secrets did you get contacts she asked abruptly what a strange question no i almost smiled at the idea of improving my eyesight Mm. oh she mumbled i thought there was something different about your eyes i felt suddenly colder again as i realized that i was not the only one attempting to ferret out secrets today i shrugged my shoulders stiff and stared straight ahead to where the teacher was making his rounds of course there was something different about my eyes since the last time she'd stared into them to prepare myself for today's ordeal today's temptation i'd spent the entire weekend hunting satiating my thirst as much as possible overdoing it really i'd glutted myself on the blood of animals not that it made much difference in the face of the outrageous flavor floating on the air around her wow huh he's another slip if i'd seen what she had meant with her question i could have just told her yes (laughs) he's certainly verbose It's so much. It is so much all the time. So is it just that he he slurped on a caribou or Denali Mac or something and he like yeah, that changes so their eye color? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. That's <laughs> That's fine. That makes sense. That doesn't need like ten paragraphs to 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 say. I don't know. I'm wondering like because <laughs> we're at the same page count, right? Yeah. And I'm sort of wondering if if your segment with, uh, like, Bella going home and, like, talking to her dad and all of that, like, I wonder if more is happening in yours and less is happening in mine, because, uh, like, of course, like, he wouldn't have as much time to account mm-hmm. for, because there's just less of a story from his perspective. Mm. So is it just, like, page, ca- like, word count filled up with these, like, really long... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm just... absolutely. No, I would say the majority of the word count in this is just her monologuing to herself. Okay, so we're both stuck with this. Yeah, no. And like this is this is what I was saying with like the 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 noir novel comparison, right? Is it's like this okay. is this is very Raymond Chandler. Like this is just a character recounting a story to you, which is really fun. I do enjoy that kind of thing. Um, but the further I get, the more I'm confused. Number 1, how why is it like this like 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 what is the artistic reason for behind this right like like what why did she choose to write it this way 
um and and is there an, an answer to that or is it just a like you know a, a, it, this this is what naturally came to the author um and then number two how is this going to continue for like because there's like 600 pages in this book right it's a long book um uh how is because like she's she there are two locations her house and the school so far um and i feel like there's <laughs> only so much you can like cynically describe between those two places uh so far right um yeah yeah really not much dialogue in this at all uh no um it, it is it is mostly bella uh just just talking to you yeah i mean we are we're what 66 pages in mm-hmm. so far cafeteria twice biology class twice <laughs> i went to alaska you went to charlie's house yeah you got to go to alaska which is at least like a a pretty wild change of setting uh whereas uh, like I, I just go to a house <laughs> um which is which is not very vividly described it is just a house um uh like like she is not for for as for as much as she likes to describe like the exact material everyone's jacket is made out of in this uh she has mm-hmm. not explained what her house is like really so far it's it's interesting the things that are are described and the things that are not it, 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 some of them are real it's it's really funny like like cars we get the specific make and model of every car Mm-hmm. We don't get that for her computer. She just has a computer. You know, she doesn't say like, "Oh, I I have my Macintosh or my my HP laptop or whatever." Right? Um, uh-huh. Uh She doesn't. Uh, you know, Charlie watches TV, but she doesn't say what show he's watching or even what kind of show it is. Um, uh, she, uh, she. So she she read Wuthering Heights, but she didn't say like like, and she says that like the library you know, didn't have a good selection, but she didn't say, like, what was there, you know? She just says, like, uh-huh. oh, I didn't have a good selection. So it's it's very interesting what what does and doesn't get uh, uh, described in this book so far. It's a, It makes for an odd effect, for sure. Yeah. I don't know how to quite characterize it. Um, I, I guess it just feels like there's no setting, right? Yes. I mean, like, I, I think I am... And, and, and I'm curious if you feel this way, too. I, I am... I am benefiting a lot from having lived in the pacific northwest for a long time yes you know like i i yes. you know, like my like 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 my hometown is sort of just standing in for forks here uh, right um, yeah i mean that's why it's like so i mean the sort of regional stuff that's fun where i can yeah. go like haha you don't need to go to seattle for that like that's yeah just something that i can fill in mm-hmm. for my own amusement that has nothing to do with the book right <laughs> yeah yeah like i i have i lived uh, all, all you know all of my high school years were spent living in a house in the woods uh and driving to school so like i get i i i feel that very vividly um i i drove like a shitty old buick rather than like a an old ford truck but it was like a you know there's like moments of nostalgia like oh yeah this is kind of like what my high school was like um, um yeah but she does not but like but like that is i have a very specific experience that is kind of doing a lot of heavy lifting for the setting that right. i'm not sure i i would be curious how this stuff felt to people who have never been to washington in their lives right like like it, it's it's very thin in that department. Um, I can so vividly imagine 
the feeling, or rather, remember the feeling of sitting in a car in a high school parking lot in Washington and listening to <laughs> Animal Life become uh, the, vi- the violent CD to uh, st- stop being so angry. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. It, it, it is certainly a nostalgia trip. It's just like not... I, I have to keep checking myself going like, wow, this is, you know, this is so vivid. It's like, no, it's not. My memory is so vivid. The book is not vivid at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and at least in like the setting department. Um, very curious how the movie is going. So I, I've like seen bits and pieces of the film um, just like through osmosis, right? Like it's been on mm-hmm. places I've seen like the baseball scene you know um and oh yeah but like i'm very curious how it ends up looking um when when, it, when it's time to see that because it's like i i i i have a very vivid picture of what it looks like but it is 90 percent like my my vision of washington right um i just picture it being like blue filter right the movie's very blue isn't it um, it is. Yeah, we're gonna have like a second round of why movie look like that when we get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Was there anything, anything else important this chapter? Um, I don't know what's important. Uh, <laughs> I guess, I guess, like, like Bella. It's it's interesting reading because th- this chapter has one of the things I think gets cited a lot when when people talk about like this you know this book is being you know like like kind of anti-feminist or whatever um with Bella cooking for her dad right um and I'm like doing the groceries and everything um okay like yeah, I I I had seen this I cited <laughs> like I gen- sure. genuinely I'd seen this site as like a you know it's, oh this book has a lot of like oh the the woman does the this work stuff right um and that's not the vibe I got from how it was presented in this chapter, you know, for all for all the problems that are pretty apparent in this book. That felt very much more like a uh, <laughs> like a condemnation of Charlie's, uh, uh, you know, lifestyle than anything to do with like what Bella should be doing as a woman. Right. Like, uh... yeah, I, I almost feel like. I don't know. That seems like a very like low tier kind of criticism <laughs> for this book in particular. Um yeah. just because of how weirdly internal it is. I do, I don't remember that from the original Twilight, but I sort of uh, I'm assuming that Bella's sort of yeah, like oh, my dad just keeps eating bacon and eggs. It's <laughs> all he eats and I'm yeah. stuck in stupid forks yeah. and I like I don't know. That just seems like sort of grounded to me. Yeah, it's 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 fun, especially because she she also says like there there's this bit where so so he can only make bacon and eggs. She she is alarmed by this and is like, okay, I'm gonna do the grocery shopping and 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 cook. Um, and uh, she she goes and does the shopping and she's like, she kind of like like uh, uh, let let slip is the wrong term, but like she she talks about how like oh. I also did the grocery shopping living with my mom, and also my mom uh, is sort of a, a an experimenter when it comes to cooking, um, and uh, and it didn't always go so well. So there's there's like this kind of like pride that she has, or maybe like satisfaction that like she finally gets to be in charge of this thing that has like sucked for her um, with both mm-hmm. parents, right? Like her dad can't cook, or her mom is sort of like uh, it maybe sounds a little exasperating to be cooked for by um 
Uh, and so I, now she's in charge. And then Charlie is like really nervous. He's like, uh oh, what did, what did you cook? And she's just like, I made steak. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, no one here is particularly. No, no one here looks good, right? It's just like uh, this is a, a a realistic family dynamic, perhaps. Um, yeah, I mean, and part of her character is that she's a little screwed over by her parents. Like, yeah. I don't think her parents are like bad, no. right? That's not the story it's telling. It's not like these are bad people, but it's just like she's just kind of screwed. She's stuck in the middle and has to kind of do stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I think this is where cynical monologue stuff feels most purposeful right Mm -hmm. is when when she is talking about like the family dynamics and kind of how she's kind of having to step up and fend for herself and maybe like take on more responsibility than a than a high schooler like normally would or should right um uh, like like that that is when it feels most clear like oh like she is the cynical because she is kind of forced to be right like mm-hmm. like her parents have their own issues they're separated um uh she kind of uh, uh can kind of see through the conflict and just like know knows what she needs um in a way that they can't um so like there's there's like a bittersweetness to it right like they're not like like her mom clearly loves her her dad clearly loves her but there there's like a distance between them all right like um mm-hmm. that that i i think is maybe the most realized and potent character work so far like like genuine character work like like there that that family dynamic is like sad um and and, and like well well written i think i my take is sort of that if you're writing a book and the main character is a high schooler that has to have some uh, independence and reason for not just going home and playing Xbox <laughs> um, after school every day and having their parents like cook them dinner, um, then you need to come up with a reason why that might be, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be like anything. Parents are dead. Yeah. Parents are kidnapped. <laughs> uh you're at boarding school um or or like this one which is like a pretty um presumably grounded reason why a teenager might be on the independent side yeah 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 no i i i read this i i just like i like that that alarm bell went off in my head because i remember this is something i saw cited all the time right is it like like oh bella moves to washington and has to cook for her dad right and it's like that's not really what's happening here, right? Like, it's not a... <laughs> yeah, there's there's plenty to criticize there's, in this book, and there, I, I don't think that's really up pl- there Plenty of me. sexism to go around uh, and, and coming up in this book, but that one, that one, I feel, this feels real, right? Like, this, this feels, uh-huh. this feels like a pretty, like a good character moment, I think. Yeah. Um... All right. Well, do you have anything else uh, in your Alaska bound chapter? Or shall we take a quick break? Wait, I have one more quote that I wanted to read. Ooh, lay it on me. From Edward after after seeing her almost hit someone with her car. Um, She stared into her rearview mirror, her mouth hanging open, horrified at her near miss. When the other car had pulled past her, she checked all of her blind spots twice, then inched out of the parking space so cautiously that it made me grin. It was as though she thought she was danger- dangerous in her decrepit truck. The thought of Bella Swan being dangerous to anyone, no matter what she was driving, had me laughing while the girl drove past me, staring straight ahead. 
I think that is so weird. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Taking some charming points away from him for that one. Like, I don't know, Edward, like, yeah, she's probably dangerous in the fucking thousand pound truck that right. she's driving around. Because well, they're, they're, that's so funny, because in, in Bella's version of that, there I highlighted this because I, I did like uh, uh, what, what she had to say about it, which was that... Uh, uh, that's when I noticed the still white figure. Edward Cullen was leaning against the front door of his Volvo, three cars down from me, and I and staring intently in my direction. I swiftly looked away and threw the truck into reverse, almost hitting a rusty Toyota Corolla in my haste. Lucky for the Toyota, I stomped on the brake in time. It was just the sort of car that my truck would make scrap metal of. So, like, she is aware that she is driving like a giant steel frame truck, right? Like. She- uh, ha, the thought that she could be dangerous to anyone. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dog, that car doesn't have crumple zones. It's a Dude, it's from what the are 50s. You talking about? Yeah. <laughs> oh that's yeah. Okay. My, taking some points. Maybe we need to we should keep like a running score of like uh uh how how charming is that? How how successful a romantic object of desire edward is uh at the end of each chapter yeah it's like a negative 100 from the first chapter oh he started out in a <laughs> hole for sure <laughs> yeah negative yeah minus 100 points for fantasizing about how you would kill every single person in this high school um mm-hmm. uh i don't know what do we say here like plus Plus twenty. Uh, plus, plus twenty. I think twenty. Twenty sounds good for the baseball. Plus thing? twenty for the baseball thing. I think that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, eighty. Okay. Well, yeah. So we're <laughs> negative, negative 80. eighty, and then I, I think uh, minus still like like not. This isn't a huge deal. But I'm gonna say minus five more for the the weird comment about her being dangerous there, like or or not. All right. All so right. So he's he's well, a, then we're at negative eighty. Negative eighty five. Edward. Okay. So I'm writing this down. Edward is at negative 85 boyfriend points. Yep. Okay, we're going to keep this is this is good. We're going to keep track of the boyfriend points uh for throughout the rest of the book. It's It's too bad we don't have a third novel from uh <laughs> Jacob's perspective so we can find out which team we're on. <laughs> oh my god, that imagine if that was just the rest of Stephanie Meyer's career, just like rewriting the same story from every like major character's perspective. Honestly, like I think that might be like the most noteworthy. <laughs> th- like that would be that would be so weird. Yeah. Cuz at that she should do that. At, at that point it's like it, it is kind of more like a video game. It's like which character do you pick at the beginning? There are three stories to see, right? And they all come together. <laughs> it is like that though. It's very odd. Minus 5 for weird car comment. Okay. What do you think about him um often skipping class to listen to CDs in his in his car? I can't decide on that one. Uh, to be TBD on that one. I don't want to. I don't want to award or subtract any points on that just yet. I want to know what's. That's tough. Yeah. I feel like that could have like wretched vibes, but it also could be like very funny. Yeah, like it really depends on the scene because, like, like at, at its worst, I'm just thinking about um the scene and after where oh god uh, <laughs> where where Harry Styles is like listening to metal and won't turn it down. 
<laughs> which was very yeah, funny. Those, those wretched vibes. Those were awful vibes. Um, but you know, if if uh, at the same time, I you know, sometimes you got to listen to like a little song to pump you up or calm you down or whatever. So so not not willing. We'll see if they listen listen to a CD together, and that'll probably yeah. help us uh, yeah. come up with a verdict for that. Yeah, yeah. Once once he once he lets her into the world of listening to CDs with him, we can mm-hmm. we can we can decide. I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is good. This is good. We we will keep be keeping a tight tally on the boyfriend points. Um, but for now, why don't we take a quick little break? Hello and welcome back. Uh, so speaking of vampires, we were perhaps a little demonic ourselves last <laughs> week um, when we took to the subreddit and uh, caused a little mischief. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so the, the the week prior, you know, we we had a little success with our with our Reddit postings, but like we didn't push as hard as we could have. Okay. Um this time last week, however, uh we seem to have uh <laughs> uh, uh uh struck gold with just how mad some of the <laughs> people on the gaming subreddit I'm shocked. Got, who, I, grant- I, have, I under- <laughs> overestimated gamers? I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, gamers have really strong opinions about, like, uh, uh, Fortnite is kind of where I think all this stems from. And, like, do they think Fortnite is, like, for, for kids or is, like, too gay or That's whatever? It's kind of low-hanging fruit, um, isn't it? Very incredibly low hanging fruit, um, but really fun to pick, uh, as it turns out. Very easy for us to pick, uh, as to make people think about Fortnite dances. Yeah, I love to get mad at things that eight year olds <laughs> like. <laughs> um, so for for just a quick uh, refresher, we asked the uh, as Jack Sloper, we asked the Hogwarts Legacy subreddit, "Do you think there will be emotes in the game?" We tagged it as an idea, and then we asked, you know, are there going to be emotes? Uh, is there going to be photo mode? Could we do dances? And then, of course, we ended it uh, with, imagine a bunch of wizards all dancing on the tables in the Great Hall. That would be really funny. Um, people did not like that. Yeah, because um, we wrote it like easy. we were eight years old, and people get inexplicably <laughs> mad about that for some reason. <laughs> top, top post a reply quoting the imagined a bunch of wizards dancing on the tables in the great hall that would be really funny line with yeah no just no <laughs> oh okay well, okay um, <laughs> i am i imagine i i get the sense that perhaps some of our listeners are helping oh. here um which we did you know again very i want to make explicit here we did not ask but it's very funny we respect the Reddit terms of service and people's posting <laughs> right. freedoms. We do not ban us. We did not ask for this. Um, uh, uh, 
Someone has replied, actually, my dad works at Avalanche and he says there'll be a bunch of dances you can do. <laughs> Uh, a couple, a couple posters were on our side. Uh, uh, someone, someone said, "Nah, I doubt it." Outside of a photo mode, if that's even in the game, and someone says, "Ooh, I would love a photo mode. I can already tell the aesthetics and landscape in the game are going to be breathtaking." Breathtaking. Yeah. I don't know. Have you seen some of the graphics you can get in other games? You, you can, you can find some pretty breathtaking stuff. This game doesn't even have ray tracing. So wait, what are are we doing? What are we doing here? Uh, uh, Another commenter says, this post made me feel queasy. That seems extreme. Uh, Mission accomplished on our part here. Yeah. Uh, 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 (laughs) Uh, A lot of people saying emotes are usually for multiplayer games, uh, which I guess is, I guess is true. Um, if you danced at a Whomping Willow, maybe a nice one, it would be cool if it danced back. Hey, we know who this is from. This is from Snape on Sight. Ooh. Uh, so I guess that, because we, we kind of had a little, a little, you know, wondering, hey, is Snape on Sight a listener or, or, or not? And I guess this kind of confirms yeah. it, maybe. Oh. Shout outs to Snape on Sight. Hello. Hi. Um... I think you're missing a trick. Why not have spell-based emotes? We could create illusions or birds or fireworks or even blow smoke rings. <laughs> I think that would fit into the lore much better. I agree. Okay, I agree. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not sure why everyone here is so hostile to this idea. I love it. Imagine getting sent to detention and having extra homework because you started a dance party in the Great Hall, XD. But maybe they will delay it when, to when multiplayer comes out. It can wait. Dance party in the Great Hall, XD. Hell fucking That's right. yes. <laughs> I don't IDK why so many people are against the ideas of individuals, as if emotes are gonna make the game unplayable. Jeez, could people lighten the fuck up? <laughs> I think it's a cute little thing they could add for a cinematic mode or just for the walls. Doesn't really make a difference to the gameplay, but might make all the difference for pure enjoyment purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I generally don't have to engage <laughs> with an emote or photo mode. <laughs> <laughs> they usually don't make you. <laughs> oh God! Yes, people really, really did not like I that. I have no um, idea, honestly, that people get mad about this. <laughs> people get really fucking mad if you if you. It, it's great too because the problem is it's it, it's it's like a really narrow slice of like the AAA games fandom who get mad at, uh, like, uh, some other AAA games, but also, like, only play them, you know? So they're, like, in a, they're trapped in a prison of their own this design. This is the Harry really. Potter game. I think it's, like, for 12-year-olds, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, like, I, I yeah, yeah, I, I so could... You could go I, play... I, I'm trying to think of, like, a good, like, gritty single-player game that is a reference from, like, more recent than 15 years ago. Yeah. Go play yeah. Red Dead. <laughs> yeah, again, apparently, because it's like the only game people these people does, play. Does, um, um, does Arthur not have uh, emotes? That's the character's name. Uh, right? Yeah, I. God, I actually don't Doesn't remember. Doesn't he like I, wave you, at people? You can pull and go the, like, hey. Yeah, you can like. You, yeah, you can wave. You can like tip your hat at people. That's emotes. Yeah, yeah. That's emotes. That's emoting. Yeah. See, Red Dead did it. Put it in the Harry Potter yeah. game. 
Uh, we also had that uh, uh, the comment on the uh, person asking about tragic side oh, quests. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, so we 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 floated the idea of maybe maybe there's a maledictus like a story right. of Malfoy in there. Um, someone replied, "The great thing about the Harry Potter books is that it really deals with that level of complex gray morality already. Like when it turns out our mean teacher Snape, book one, is a tragic double agent, book seven, or the lovable house elf Dobby, book two, sacrificing himself to save his friends, book seven again. I can easily see a quest where expectations you have about the world get subverted. For example, you learn that Dementors can talk, and you help one fall in love and give him special mist <laughs> to his beloved, or you befriend a house elf only to see him murdered and his grave desecrated, sparking a violent quest for revenge. It would be wonderful to go into my next reread going, wow, this whole world has so much depth, and feeling like as a player i influenced the story uh, oh thank you to okay we're i'm always saying this <laughs> I, i'm always saying this i think i think again this might have been <laughs> we did not ask for this but very funny uh, <laughs> d- don't ban us we <laughs> we're we're gonna end up like like uh <laughs> we're gonna end up like like uh fucking uh being like a significant percentage of the comments on both of these subreddits. Excellent. We're gonna we're gonna like it's gonna be like at least ten percent of every post <laughs> on here is gonna be either us or or like our listeners kind of egging the joke <laughs> along. <laughs> this is our plan to ruin the subreddit. Parody. Parody. Not true. We are not looking to sabotage any subreddits. Do not ban <laughs> us. Um we also uh, suggested that there could be a reference to the bonus bean room um, in in Absolutely. the game, and someone uh, res- responded. Unfortunately, Birdie Bot's every flavor beans weren't invented until the mid nineteen hundreds. Uh, and then edit. I just realized that the source for this is the HP video game, so it's not canon. Great bonus bean room uh, is still real. Dumbledore says in the canon that he had a vomit-flavored one, quote, in his youth, which means that it could still be in the game. Great. Uh, and someone else said, I looked it up and jelly beans were invented before 1861, so maybe there could be a different type of bean, perhaps a many-flavored bean. <laughs> perhaps there can be a different type of I, bean. I really like that, a many-flavored bean. A many-flavored bean. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. I think we have perhaps uh, rattled the cage, shaken the tree a little bit too much. How much lately. karma do we have? Maybe... Did we lose like a bunch from the po- the emote post? Uh, I don't know. Do you lose karma for downvotes, or is it just like any engagement it gets you I karma? Don't actually know. I guess intuitively, I... I felt like you should lose it if you get downvoted, but mm. I mean, maybe not. Mm. I don't know how that shit works. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I uh we we are sitting at 491. Um which I believe I think we last time we checked in it was 477. Okay. So I think we're still on Wait, the up Wait, so and does up. that mean we can um, buy it at an award or do we you not buy that with karma you buy it with Bucks. No, I wish. Yeah, that's that's so we were able to buy that poster an award. Um, because so when we got re- awarded Reddit gold for the boat post way back when, mm-hmm. and I think you get some free money 
Um, cool. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess a secondary reward is um, having your comment read on the podcast. <laughs> Just I, like hypothetically. I, yeah, uh, I, I hope I'm getting everybody here. Um, uh, there's uh, uh, one new comment on our uh, reread. Um, our, you know, our the, this one that was. I, I think believe, this is a great post. I but, I, this one went too far under the radar i can't believe that the emote post was more controversial than this well so here's the thing the emote post was controversial and had a 50 50 up, upvote downvote oh, okay. rate um the the thing is with the reread post this has a 95 percent upvote Whoa. rate with uh 2.7 thousand views and uh, uh like 50 actual upvotes so i think we we, we did slip in under the radar, but not in the, like, no one paid attention to it. They just sort of, like, saw it and went, yep, and upvoted Ugh. it. Which is, like, that. that's that's the ultimate stealth mode Damn. right there. Because um, uh, last week we responded to the earnest reply we got on that. Uh, and, uh, and said that uh, order was near the bottom for me when I first read the series as well, I think. Funny how these things go in cycles. And they said, truly, you have a cool perspective as a recent reader. So much history there that must be wild to parse in the current landscape. <laughs> Yes. I haven't done a reread since the eighth movie, so maybe I'd agree with it you. It has been wild. Clicking upvote. Yes, the current landscape. It is wild. Very true. Um so like I said, we we you know, it's fun to tap on the glass of the Harry Potter subreddit, but perhaps we should lie low this week. Um and uh take a look at something else, because I've been dying to dig into Stephanie Meyer's website a little mm. bit on this podcast. Mm -hmm. um, I think we've even gone over a little bit of it on like the bonus episodes yeah. before. Because you were you were reading the excerpts from Midnight Sun on her blog I sure posts was. for a while. <laughs> her website's amazing. Um, it's like a relic from from a different time when like authors like were first engaging with like MySpace and other social media stuff and like really like talking to the fans directly kind of stuff um, in a way you don't really see anymore. She has a huge FAQ for every book. She has the playlists for every book. Um, and I thought it would be fun to kind of go through some of her answers to the FAQ questions um, that are like relevant to what we've been reading. Oh, so it sounds far. great. So for the, um, uh, the FAQ for the first Twilight book, there is a very good question here that I think we kind of commented on um, that might shed some light on the whole, like is the noir thing and like, mm. like, like who is Bella supposed to mm -hmm. be? Right. Like, like what's her deal? Someone asks, why do all the guys at Forks high school like Bella? If she's supposed to be average looking, is she pretty or not? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Is she pretty or not? Tell me. Um, Stephanie Meyer responds. Some parts of Bella's experiences are modeled after real life, my life to be exact, in order to ground the fantasy aspects of the story in reality. Ironically, many of the details are, that are 100% reality are the ones that are called into question the most, as illustrated by some of my angry Amazon reviews. Oh my god, that would be really fun <laughs> to go read. Oh, we should make a note yeah. of that. In this particular case, I modeled Bella's move to Forks after my real-life move from high school to college. Personal story alert, I mentioned in my bio that I went to high school in Scottsdale, Arizona, which is Arizona's version of Beverly Hills. <laughs> okay. Picture the high school in the movie Clueless. 
In high school, I was a mousy A-track wallflower. I had a lot of incredible girlfriends, but I wasn't much sought after by the Y chromosomes, if you know what I mean. Hmm, okay. Uh, (laughs) Then I went to college in Provo, Utah. Let me tell you, my stock went through the roof. Uh. See, beauty is a lot more subjective than you might think. In Scottsdale, surrounded by Barbies, I was about a five. In Provo, (laughs) surrounded by normal people, I was more like an eight. Excuse me? I don't even have anything funny to say. <laughs> oh Good my for god. Her. Oh my god. Uh I had dates every weekend with lots of really pretty and intelligent boys, <laughs> some of whose names end up in my books. It was quite confusing at first because I knew there was nothing different about me. Side note, don't let anyone tell you that high school is supposed to be fun. High school is to be endured. College is for fun. Whoa. Wow. Okay. Okay. Back to Bella. Here's a short excerpt from a character study I did recently. I wrote the first chapter of Twilight from Edward's point of view. It turned out really cool, and eventually Midnight Sun will be published so that everyone can read it. Uh, which shows Bella's first day of school as seen by Edward's mind-reading perspective. It explains the excitement over her arrival. Uh, and it's the bit where he is just like, oh, she's like a shiny new object, you know, at the, at the, at the but school. he's not, though. He's, like, commenting that everyone else thinks that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he, okay. This is the, this is the, this is the he, half he, of sheep, oh, like, okay, males he, were already imagining themselves in love so with So Edward her. was like, she oh, was where she came from, she's probably a five out of ten, but here, she's an eight out of ten. Oh my god, that is so insane, this is so funny. Also, hey, what are you saying about Washington? Yeah, Sydney? hey. Hey. <laughs> we're sevens, at least, here. Thank you very <laughs> That's much. That's right. <laughs> oh god that's oh my god i was not ready for that um do you have any tips for aspiring writers here we go beware i can only give writing tips for my style of writing because i don't know how to do anything else okay (laughs) My, my focus is the characters that's the part of the story that is most important to me i feel the best way to write believable characters Oh, okay, the website's having a problem here. Uh, The best way to write believable characters is to really believe in them yourself. When you hear a song on the radio, you should know how your character feels about it, which songs your character would relate to, which songs she hates. Hear the conversations that your character would have when they're not doing anything exciting. Let them talk in your head. Get to know them. Know their favorite colors and their opinions on current events, their birthdays, and their flaws. None of this goes in the book. It's just to help you get a rounded feel to them. Gotta say, that is actually pretty good advice, I think. Yeah, um, but she's also describing daydreaming. (laughs) Yes, yeah. Just imagine a cool guy. (laughs) I'm talking to a cool guy. What would he think of this this, uh, Aphex Twin Mm -hmm. song? I think outlining in a very non-structured, free-flowing form can really help. I didn't have to do that with Twilight, but it was very necessary for the other two books. Oh, boy, can I tell that Twilight was not outlined. (laughs) I change my outlines often as the writing led me other directions. The outline is just a tool, not something mandatory that you have to follow. Some of the best advice on writing I got from Janet Ivanovich's website. She said, if you want to be a writer as a profession... And treat it like a job. Put in the hours. Set aside time for writing. Yes, hustle. Hustle, grind, 
respect. Hustle, hustle culture, baby. Yeah, that's fucking right. And uh, Stephen King says to write 5,000 words a day or you're a poser. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, and then make yourself sit down and do it. Sometimes it's easy. The words flow and you can get a lot done. Other times it's hard and you might only get one sentence done in an hour, but that's better than nothing. Here's a tip that really helped me with books two and three. Forget writing in order. With New Moon and Eclipse, I wrote out whichever scenes I was interested in rather than starting oh. at the beginning and working through to the end. I wrote most of the book in scenes and then went back and tied the scenes together. It cut out a lot of writer's block to write whatever I was most interested in at the time and make it easy to finish. By the time you get around to writing the less exciting transitions, expositions, and descriptions, you already have so much done. Maybe, hmm. <laughs> I, hmm. Maybe hmm. think about that one for a second. Yeah. Uh, you can see a full novel coming together, and that's very motivating, but you really need an outline to work that way to keep from getting lost. That is fascinating. You have to have the boring stuff in there. That's what they always say. <laughs> the, the boring stuff like scene transitions, character descriptions, exposition, <laughs> exposition. <laughs> That's very enlighten enlightening, I gotta say. Uh, let me see what other what other questions have we got here. Um, I'm just gonna read uh, some of the some of the questions. Yeah. Um, for you, uh, you 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 shout if one sounds okay. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so what advice would you give to someone who wants to be published? Got any recommendations for books I can read while I'm waiting for the next book to come out? Is this, this what does when Bell was this like? Is it between like Twilight is over and like Midnight Sun is coming out, or is this all this, old? So she was talking about writing the second two books there. So I kind of this must be like after Eclipse, maybe, oh, okay. or or like maybe during the lead up to Eclipse. I kind of want to know um, what her book recs are, but I'm worried that I just won't know any of them. Unless it's like Wuthering it's gonna Heights. Be, it's going to be like Wuthering Heights and Pride and Prejudice. Okay, yeah. I'm ready. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's let's see. What Got any recommendations for books? Amazon has a list of all my favorite books here. Oh, it's oh. a link. Oh, the page that is dead. That does not surprise Fuck. me. I bet it's Wuthering Heights, though. <laughs> uh what does bella look like what do you mean you're switching narrators are you crazy oh we have to hear that one yeah what's this what do you mean you're switching narrators are you crazy there seems to be some anxiety over my statement that eventually the story of bella and the cullens and all my other forks friends might be narrated by someone besides bella Please don't worry. I promise that Bella will get to tell her whole story. But when her story is more or less resolved, there are other stories left to tell. Bella and Edward will always have their roles. Don't fret. Those two are not going anywhere. I'm having a little bit of a remembering that maybe some of Breaking Dawn is from Jacob's perspective or something like that. Mm, okay. I, I'm not sure. I don't remember very well. I think it was misguided. I think that we are learning that <laughs> telling from anything but Bella's perspective is a bad yeah. idea. Yeah. Can you post Forever Dawn or send me a copy or give me a summary yes. or email me the outline? Ever since I put up my craptastic covers page and included the cover I made for Forever Dawn, the original sequel to Twilight, I've been getting different versions of this question. First of all, here's the reason why Forever Dawn will never be published. It doesn't fall into the young adult genre. I wasn't thinking about my audience yet when I wrote it, and I, uh, and I was still just writing for my own amusement. When I knew that I was going to have to write another sequel with a more YA focus, I went ahead and finished Forever Dawn so I could give it to my big sister for her birthday. 
How many of your sisters have ever written you a 600-page book for your birthday? <laughs> okay, Stephanie. <laughs> okay, you're, you're uh, a better sister. I guess. Uh, now, eventually, in the distant future, I will probably put up sections of Forever Dawn like I did with the Twilight <sighs> outtakes. Ooh. Please, Stephanie. The reason I can't do this for a long time is because the plot lines of Forever Dawn is still looking... Well, hold on. This is a doozy of a sentence. The reason I can't do this for a long time is because the plot line of Forever Dawn is still working as a loose skeletal outline for the rest of the series. Ah, okay. In other words, it's chock full of spoilers. So I won't be able to put any of it on here until the site or telling past that site in the story after Eclipse is out and we get a little closer to the release of Breaking Dawn, I'll be able to reveal the first pieces of Forever Dawn. And did she ever do that? Can we can we give some background to Forever Dawn cuz I'm fascinated by yeah. all of this? Yes. So, yeah, fuck, I forgot we actually didn't actually talk about this on the last episode. Forever Dawn was the original sequel to Twilight that she wrote before she knew Twilight was getting published. Um, and we know this because there are like two copies floating around out there. Um, one of them belongs to her sister, and the other one is residing in the Library of Congress. Um, and someone <laughs> recently, actually, I, I guess, uh, visited the Library of Congress and read the entire thing there in one sitting. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and has been describing it on like Reddit and TikTok and stuff. Um, and it's like it's not canon anymore because it's it's like basically like fifty percent of where Breaking Dawn ends up, but it's like a lot more saucy apparently. Um, and it skips all the high school stuff. I think it's fascinating because it's like so she wrote Twilight and then she wrote Forever Dawn and imagined that the sequel to, be, to Twilight would be this like more adult focused. Yeah. Um, like time skip sequel that is Breaking Dawn, but then wrote everything in the middle anyway. And I feel like the the middle stuff like sucks really bad. Uh-huh. So I'm just like I'm amazed by this. I would love to read Forever Dawn, but I'm not about to go it- to the Library of Congress and read it in one sitting. <laughs> we would have to plan such a trip to do that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, it's fascinating because it, it, it the way. Piecing the story together, it really sounds like Twilight was sort of by happenstance a YA novel. Mm-hmm. Um, and the publishers that she was talking to who were like fighting over it n- maybe knew what she had uh, a little better than she did, maybe mm-hmm. in terms of like something that could be marketed to a YA audience, right? Um, and she uh was already underway imagining like well they're not in high school in the sequel so it'll be a little it's not going to be like a high school romance anymore um and then when twilight made a million bajillion dollars the publisher probably came and said hey do you have a sequel in the in the tank she got like a three book deal i think originally right something like that something like yeah um and she was like yep i'm writing this and she gave them <laughs> this this sexy book and they were like nah, uh no uh you can't do that um and so she wrote three more YA novels um it, it's kind of the vibe i get from this cuz it's like it 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 does eventually get to breaking dawn apparently contains a lot of forever dawn's like ideas in it just like 
there's like like Jacob and all those characters just like did not exist mm-hmm. uh, in in it. Yeah, I, I think so. Breaking Dawn has a like C-section scene that's done when Bella has a baby. And I mm-hmm. saw on that the person that went and read it in the Library of Congress said that there's like the the birth is way more graphic in Forever Dawn and oh also at least somewhat <laughs> told from the perspective of the baby. Oh my god, are you kidding I wanna me? I want to read it so bad. Holy fuck. I want to read that it so sounds bad. Insane. Oh my god. Yeah, and, and the other thing that was funny too is like a bunch of people were cuz like the 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 apocrypha, like the 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 whole story around this has been like oh it's way raunchier, right? Uh-huh. Um and it's going to be all about Bella getting the pipe from a vampire. <laughs> um and uh, everyone in the, in the Reddit thread was asking like so like is it sexy like like what like like what's what's more adult about it um and i unfortunately i don't think the the person <laughs> who who went was really like equipped to answer this because the one answer that, that they gave was like oh yeah it's a lot more sexual bella keeps on inviting edward into the shower with her <laughs> and i'm like i really need way more details than Absolutely. this like I, I, I I really really need to know what does that mean? Are are there like full on like vampire sex? Are there uh is it is it very chaste? Like like what what are we what are we dealing with here? I would love to know. Yeah, like like hearing Alas. that hearing that the violence or violence is wrong. Well, you know the the, the description of like a C section is is a little little extreme, right? Like like very physical. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I would love to know if if like the <laughs> the uh, the romance was was equally uh, uh, upgraded to to mm-hmm. be more graphic because because you know if she said like no this was this was not YA it was an adult novel what the fuck does that mean I want to know <laughs> like I wonder if we'll get it because I mean she um, held on to Midnight Sun for years mm-hmm. and years before A she decade. let it release yeah. and I don't th- and even if she doesn't publish it I wonder if she will just like post parts of it I would I would be so stoked I would I would love that I mean like like she <sighs> she she she's clear she has said that she is writing two more books in the series um, after for uh, after uh, Midnight Sun, apparently. Oh. Um, that I assume will be like continuing the rest of the series from Edward's perspective. I wonder if that's kind of how we get Forever Dawn. Is like maybe maybe hmm. it gets reworked into like something from his perspective. I wonder. Um. Uh. But yeah, no. She says she says she's writing more. Huh. Um. Let's look at another at another uh FAQ question. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Can you come to my town on your next tour? Ooh, ooh, ooh. What CD is Bella listening to in Chapter 7? <gasps> yes. Okay, so we're not quite in Chapter 7 yet, but I desperately want to know this. I took that information out because I wasn't sure how long it was going to take to get Twilight published. If it took 10 years, would the band still be cool, or would it be embarrassing? Oh. <laughs> That's such a funny way of thinking about oh, that question. That's interesting. Embarrassing for who? Well, lucky for me, it didn't take that long, and the band is still quite cool, in my eyes at least. Bella is listening to Linkin Park, as I am at this very moment. Holy shit. Fuck, yes. Holy God-like, shit. Godlike. Godlike. The queen. <laughs> <laughs> that has layers. Uh, here's my favorite question, although it's only been asked once. 
is Twilight autobiographical? No. Whoa. <laughs> Twilight is a work of fiction. That's good to know. She also links to uh, something called the Twilight Lexicon here, which I... We should take a look at this later. This is looking good. This is a big Ooh. book wiki, it looks like. This is... Wonderful. Um, Let's see. Any other questions here? Is there a sequel to Twilight? Are they going to make a Twilight movie? Okay, so that dates this. This is pre-Twilight movie. Um, wow. Can you get me an audition for a part in the movie? <laughs> uh, will Bella and Edward's story be a trilogy or longer? What's with the apple? I Yeah, What what is with the apple? <laughs> the apple on the cover represents forbidden fruit. I used the scripture <laughs> from Genesis, located just after the table of contents, because I love the phrase, the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. <laughs> deep cuts, yeah. deep Bible yeah. cuts here. <laughs> Isn't this exactly what Bella ends up with? A working knowledge of what good is and what evil is. The nice thing about the apple is it has so many symbolic roots. You've got the apple in Snow White, one bite and you're frozen forever in a state of not quite death. Then you have Paris and the golden apple in Greek mythology. Look how much trouble that started. So true. So is it good to take a bite of the apple uh, and gain the knowledge of good and evil? Apples are quite the versatile fruit. <laughs> are they? <laughs> Well, I guess you can make like, you can a, dip them in peanut butter. Yeah. You can uh, make apple pie. You can eat them raw. <laughs> Caramelize you can, them. You, you can, can car. Yep. You can get the juice. Oh yeah, add apple juice, apple cider. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's right. They are versatile. Sure. In the end, I love the beautiful simplicity of the picture. To me, it says choice. The choice to take a bite the of the apple. To take a bite of the apple. And gain, and gain the knowledge of good and evil. And gain the knowledge of... Because the thing is, though, she kind of doesn't, does she? I thought, isn't the whole thing is that she's kind of like flirting with like vampires? Like, like it's... Uh, this series is so wild. Like, isn't it more about like, oh, good and evil are less, less distinct than you might think. The vampire is sexy, right? Like, isn't that more... What it... <laughs> I don't know what the hell she's talking about. <laughs> Honestly, I as far as I, I don't know. We're going to find out. We though. are going to find out. Uh, so I am going to I'll, 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 I'll bookmark this because there's a couple of questions that are more specifically about the end of the first Twilight story. Oh, OK. Um, and we, we can come back to those. Um She's still she's still cooking. She's still she's still updating the site with with new content, mm. which is delightful. <laughs> I would be so excited if we could get some new Stephanie Meyer posts while we're reading this book. Absolutely. Um uh but there's an FAQ for Midnight Sun. Why did you want to tell the story from Edward's point of view? This is such a good question. <laughs> I'm dying to know sincerely. <laughs> At the very beginning, writing from Edward's point of view was just a fun exercise. I was struck one day with how boring the experience of Bella's first day was compared to what Edward's experience had been. She'd just gone to a new school and seen a really pretty boy who wasn't nice to her. Edward has his whole life destroyed and very nearly committed a mass murder. 
He could snap six necks per second. So I wrote that first chapter from his side, and yes, it was much more exciting. It was so thrilling to write, too. I put that chapter up on my website because I thought the readers would get a kick out of it. And because it was fun, I kept going with the project. As the story progressed, though, it got harder and less fun, and that really slowed me down. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) I... I'm... (laughs) I'm sad to hear it's going to get harder and less fun. <laughs> I love I love that we get um uh this level like like I feel like you don't see like this level of blogging from authors anymore. Mm. JK Rowling did blog like this for a little bit. Um yeah, we, she we did. did cover that quite extensively in some early episodes cuz her website was nuts too. Um Yeah. Uh but this 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 feels like the end of an era almost like like you you know you can tweet at authors and stuff but we don't get like long blog posts anymore and, and that's fun i like i like getting a, a an insight into their process here um <laughs> and to ask them why did you write uh, edward as a serial killer all right well uh is there anything else to cover here or do you think we're at the end I think we're good. All right. In that case, our theme song is Hot Magana Girl by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can find them on Bandcamp, and you can find us at patreon.com slash shriekcast. We have lots and lots of fun bonus content there for you. And Liz, what are we reading next week? That is such a good question. I forgot to consult our spreadsheet. Oh, right. Yeah, we've, we're, we might be hitting a breaching point. Yeah, who knows? Um, what is is your next chapter called Risk? No, my next chapter is called Phenomenon. Okay. Let me look and see if I have Phenomenon coming up. I do not, so I think that we are we are branching out. Okay. Um my thought is that, that we will just be reading separate chapters. Okay. Um, but I will consult our spreadsheet and make sure we are <laughs> we are aligned. I know that there's gonna be maybe a couple of weeks where like I'm reading two and you're reading one or vice versa, right? Yeah. Just because of the way yeah. this thing is organized. So yeah, but I think this week it looks like uh we just have uh one different chapter for each of us. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so we'll we'll be somewhere around chapter three. <laughs> All right. Well, we're doing it so you don't have to, but please read another book. Please read another book. There's a lady there, makes ocean raw seem tame. But I know what you're after if you catch a eye. Because this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.